Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And my God, do we have a show ready for you today. Uh, because of the incredible announcement that happened during the roundtable yesterday, I decided to re record some Doom Eternal footage. This first half, folks, I had it on the hardest level, and yes, I died a ridiculous amount of times. It was almost embarrassing. Um, but we're going to be um, talking about that. But, you know, we, we have a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking some OG classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming back in a big way. We're going to talk about the 20 Bethesda games that were just added this morning to Xbox Game Pass. And of course, then we are going to break down what happened at the Bethesda X Xbox roundtable event happened yesterday and my god we we got some big big information we have some we have a big panel with lots of big opinions so let's get into the introductions now we are two members down uh that should be here momentarily mr bad bits running a slight bit behind and dreadpool should be popping in any moment but let's talk about the people that are here and let's start with our very special guest uh the return of the king and i say that with a big smile on my face because he didn't want to be here he needed to be here to talk about what happened yesterday. And hey, King, welcome to the program. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's your good old King back again. Well, Batsy. Mike's <laughs> ass. We're going to have a grand old time. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a good show. Can't wait to have you here. I know you have a lot of uh, uh, you know big thoughts and theories of what happened, what 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 actually happened, and what is going to happen in the future. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, there's a lot to get excited about. And uh, again, I mean, I, I think that what was what happened yesterday was what a lot of fans wanted. Um, I, I've been very critical with some of the wording that uh, came out during the. Um, Xbox Wire article. Uh, I thought it. I thought it was. Although it was informative, it didn't give us the information that I was looking for, and I wasn't alone. Uh, the many people thought that way. And then, of course, they had the event yesterday, which was rumored. And Jeff Grubb, once again, right, correct. Jeff has been really knocking it out of the park. And folks, uh, we had some big news. We're going to break that down. But BitCloud, first of all, welcome back to the program, Mister Platinum himself. How the heck you been? Oh, it is uh, good to be here. What's up? <laughs> it's great to have you back. I know last week you, you ran into some trouble. You weren't feeling well. Thank goodness that you are feeling better today. And uh, uh, cannot wait to get your opinion on uh, what exactly transpired. Oh, first of all, um, everybody in the chat, hit that like button. And seriously, like, let's get some clap emojis in the chat for Mr. Boomstick here doing incredible milestones. Congratulations to you, Boom. Thank you, I brother. You Appreciate back it. when you were at 3K, you have a lot of good things in your future. Just continue to do what you do in this platform. Oh, I would definitely appreciate the compliment, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, Crispy Bomb, you, my friend, have been uh, sitting on the sideline. I know you've been chomping at the bit to jump into today's show. How have you been and how taken aback were you yesterday? Uh, it, it was incredible. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. You definitely saw a lot of, especially if you're a type of person that really reads body language and and the way uh, uh, people interact with each other. Uh, definitely saw a, a huge thing is coming now, and it's it's even bigger because we finally got to see some people in person together. It was mm -hmm. it was pretty awesome. So I mean, I can't wait for this year. This year, I think is going to be, you know, it's for 2020 to kind of 
be what it was we need like really some awesome things to happen especially uh for us on xbox because at this point you know we have games people we have games so (laughs) yes we actually do have some games and i think that this year um is going to be a great year to be a gamer i think no matter what platform you currently on uh there is something for you especially if you're a multi-platter uh kind of a gamer like i think everyone here is there's going to just be more and more games added to the backlog each and every time uh, we get something new. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, but I want to start out uh, with something that's important to me. I think it's important to pretty much everyone over here because, you know, we are a little older. Now, obviously, I'm the old man in the room, and that's fine. But with that oldness, if you will, comes... Um, memories. And I, when I talk about memories, I talk about, you know, we were all reminiscing on the arcade days. I remember my mom and dad used to take us to uh, Nathan's Arcade on Central Avenue in Yonkers, you know, give us, uh, um, you know, five dollars, uh, you know, to, to go get our quarters. And we'd stay there all day playing. Um, and uh, something was announced this week that not only took me by surprise, I think it took the entire Internet by surprise. And that is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is uh, being released this year for PC and, of course, all of the uh, the home consoles. And why it's important and why it's significant to today's show is because it is being done in 16-bit S graphics, and it looks absolutely incredible. I mean, uh, it's four-player co-op. Uh, obviously, you're going to be able to sit down on the couch and play with your your wife, your kids, your your buddies. But there's going to you're going to be able to play online. And what's interesting is the it's being published by Dotemu, mm-hmm. and it's being and it's being developed by Tribute Games now. And and this is in partnership with Nickelodeon, who owns the Turtle IP. But what's interesting is that not only are we going to see Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo make their arcade perfect return, uh, the opening song was done by the lead singer of Faith No More. Uh, His name is Mike Patton, and he did an amazing, amazing job. Now, if you're not familiar with uh, Dotemu, or and tribute games both have made names for themselves in the in the world of retro titles mm-hmm. often with lovely pixel art which is of course classic that's why i'm excited for it now for instance dotemu they did uh, they were involved in the wonder boy uh, the dragon's trap remake but more importantly streets of rage 4 yep. which was incredible um and Tribute Games, uh, they worked on um, uh, uh, Panzer Paladin, Flint Hook, and Mercenary Kings as well. And both of these two uh, developers slash publishers have the chops to deliver. And I think what we're going to get, and folks, listen, I am not ashamed to say that a 16-bit remake or a, a retelling of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, could be in my top 10 of 2021. I mean, the, I mean, again, I don't have the game in front of me. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I've reached out to the developer to see if I could review so that double barrel could review it. They haven't gotten back to me yet, but we're going to, hopefully we get there because I'd love to review that game being such a big, big fan. King, I want to start with you. You're our special guest. You are someone that enjoys retro arcades. You have one that in your in your in your crib uh, yeah. that has thousands upon thousands of games. And as great as it is to play something like Doom Eternal, which you see on the screen, there's something special about going back to the old 16-bit days. Um, what what do you what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, um, I used to go to 161st Street uh, Arcade. It used to be uh, Yankee Stadium's uh, bowling alley. And uh, it was across the street from Yankee Stadium. And we would sneak over there. And they had, you know, um, at least 100 arcade machines, if not more, there while you bowl and, you know, eat food and you play your games. And they had sit-down stand-ups, you know, uh, a lot of multiplayer co-ops, coin-ops. And... They had uh, Ninja Turtles right next to X Men, and I would go two g- unbelievable times, yes. dude. My God, yes. And then when they got the Avengers um, right beside it, it was just like the trifecta for me. So <laughs> I would definitely go in there and play Ninja Turtles. I love the intro song. Excuse me, the theme song to it. I love the fact that you were able to uh, play all four turtles at the same time. The animations was tight. Uh, I really think after seeing the, because I really, I I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. Excuse me. I saw the trailer. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, is this going to be a cartoon? And then, you know, I saw Xbox at the bottom. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And then it shot to the gameplay. And I was like, oh my God, they're actually going for it. And to show restraint, like, uh, okay, so they have so much power now with these uh, next-gen consoles and uh, PCs and stuff. They And to bring it down to 16-bit slash 32-bit era, uh, you have to be creative without overstepping the genre, right? So you don't want to uh, introduce polygons or introduce polygon backgrounds. You want to, you know, have uh, animated sprites and you want it to uh, have a frame pacing that is, you know, 60 frames per second. That's what they were known for back then uh, because they were on uh, uh, CRT uh, televisions. So you want to keep the frame pace good. You want to keep the animations tight and you want to keep it current while staying retro. And I saw a lot of that there. Like I saw a lot of animations in the background. I saw, uh, you know, the interactions in the foreground. I'm just, I just can't wait to see exactly where they take them. You know, are are, are they going to be on skateboards? Uh, Are they going to do the, the, the turtle uh, tank? What are they going to do? Because I saw uh, bebop and rock steady. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to definitely take it back. And you know, the fact that you can play online with your friends while you're inside your house, I think that is, uh, is going to be a throwback moment for us. Boom. You know, for us older guys who got a chance to play and for the younger people who never got a chance to play turtles in time, uh, Yo, go get it. Go, you know, uh, try an emulation of it. Uh, or if you can get the actual cartridge, <laughs> go get the cartridge and play it. Play the Genesis version, play the Nintendo version, and, you know, um, compare the versions and then get this version and compare that to that. Uh, you know, but I'm going to have a great time at the end of the year as soon as it oh, comes out. Yeah. I, I, well, again, it, 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 it's I, what I'm hoping is that Streets of Rage 4, which did not only well uh, commercially, but obviously, uh, you know, with, with with the gaming media and and the gaming community, we all fell in love with that game. I'm hoping that they, we see a you know a renaissance of side scrolling beat 'em ups. I mean, we know that Capcom is working on a side scrolling hand drawn uh, new uh, Final Fight, and they just released a new go- uh, um, Ghost and Goblins on the Switch. Yeah. Um, which again, I, I I think that when you start talking about these OG um, classic games, it really 
says something to where how open the industry is when you can have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, um, remake get as much excitement as something like a new doom or or, or you know or, or you know a, a new game for your favorite console which is is I, that's what i love about gaming it's such an open-ended platform that there's something here for everyone um speaking of capcom uh big cloud when you when you saw the teenage mutant Ninja turtles uh you know uh, and this mind you this you know this is this is a license that at one time was owned by konami and mm-hmm. we know that they're not doing anything. Now, Nickelodeon owns the, the IP, which is great. So we know that if this does well, we could potentially get a, re, a remake or uh, of Turtles in Time or maybe even a, you know, a straight-up sequel. What were your thoughts when you saw the, uh, the, uh, the opening uh, song being done uh, in the way it was done in like kind of like, you know, like a rock-esque kind of a way? Yeah. And, man, those, those 16 big graphics uh, in 2021 looked as good as they ever did. You know, you know, a, a song is good when you're bobbing your head to it, literally, <laughs> when, it, when it was playing. So I thought it was a TV show. I really did. I thought like, hmm, you know, I don't, I don't really see what this is. Then soon as it just you get halfway through where, they, you know, they showed the um, the van and everything. And you saw the gameplay. It was like, man, that brought back the Super Nintendo vibes. I don't know if y'all played that on the Super Nintendo. Oh, I did. That yes. was. Mm-hmm at the height right there and also you know since they're doing it in this style it definitely shows that streets of rage definitely appeased a lot and it actually um set the standard for them so i'm actually looking forward to seeing how this does uh, this does and also you know what this can lead to what the uh you know the turtles the last time we saw anything about the teenage mutant ninja turtles though in game wise i think it was it was awful it was awful it was yeah. by Platinum Games was the last one that we had. I was actually oh, was that one? M- mutant yeah. in New York or something like that. I, I actually bought yeah. that game. My God, it's awful. It's awful. See, I only saw like the last. That's crazy because that's the last good thing I can remember was just uh, the Injustice one where they were, you know, made them so authentic look. So, man, that's that's rough. But hopefully this leads to a lot more uh, from it. I'm actually looking forward to it. So that was cool. Yeah, now I, I would I would love to see uh, this uh, bring back a lot of the old school sides. I mean, Capcom had a ton of them, um, and uh, I would love to see. You know, I mean, we're gonna get Final Fight, but I I would love to see captain commando i i mean i don't know how many people here played the aliens versus predator side scrolling beat him up in the arcades my god it was so freaking good um that is probably the best arcade side scroller that they have besides the punisher i like sega punisher's um, dope too yeah punisher, punisher was good too. yeah but that aliens uh uh Oh my god, it, yeah, the reason why I say that is because I was recently playing it like two, I three days ago. I, I have it yeah. on emulation, I, I play it at least a couple of times a year. I beat it a couple of times a year. It is just one of my favorite uh, arcade uh, Capcom classics. Well, like you said, hopefully, a renaissance does happen. You know, hopefully, it brings back because it, we used to be saturated with them. Uh, and yeah. with that whole saturation with the side scroll and beat em ups led to a saturation in arcade fighters. That's um, where I think the problem is, though. I think because, um, you know, like Dave and Busters is you know struggling and everything like that, like we don't really see that many arcade spots. 
I don't so care Tom, about Dave and yeah. Buster's. Um, <laughs> you know we used to go at Dave and Buster's. I don't care about Dave and Buster's. I care about my living room. <laughs> but I'm saying, so, though, it was a spot, though. You got to, to, to bring back is the, <laughs> I want this side-scrolling beat-em-up start to take off so that, you know, that can actually be a thing, and it can also spawn the resurgence of the fighters. You know, we have an Adartha of fighters right now. It's uh, It's... I don't I don't know what happened. It, it we hit a tipping point where it was fighters all the time and bloody roar and you know oh, to Shinden uh, uh you know um or street fighter you know and street DOA fighter, yeah it was a ridiculous it was, it was there it, you know DOA we were took there risk back in the day let me tell you he was knocking people yeah, through like Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat, oh my God. So can't we get a Mortal Kombat with this new movie? This new movie looks crazy. Yeah. You know, like, let's, I want, I, I can't wait till that happens, to to that whole thing goes back into uh, us uh, having these uh, competitive matches, you know? Yeah. It, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's missing. And I don't think the money is there or they don't think the money is there, but I think the money will be there in these services, you know? Mm -hmm. it, 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 it can happen. It can come back. It, it, it can and I and I think turtles along with Streets of Rage and you know uh final fight, you know, maybe aliens versus predator. Uh what, what's that buck what was that buck? What was that uh the bunny rabbit? Um uh, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, you know, come on, let's let's <laughs> let's get it. Come on, Capcom. This is why I want Microsoft to buy uh, Capcom. People don't understand. Capcom has a lot more games in there than yeah. Dude, just, you know, their their IP got their, too many that you're just holding hostage. Yeah, <laughs> yes. their, their their IP is is so rich. I I would dare say this about Capcom. When you when when you take an overall publisher and 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 and, and, and developer, I don't think there is. I mean, there's some that come close, but Capcom's um, IP list is so bananas crazy that if you, yep. you, you know, when you, you think of Street Fighter, you think, of course, uh, you know, Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. But when you really pull that list out, you're like, yo. Yep. There's just this one, is there's one particular banger that can literally wipe out so much hype, like with them, and it's Dino Crisis. And the oh funny thing God, about yes. it, <laughs> yeah. literally, when, no, I did a video about this because I was talking about the spiritual successor. It's called Extinction. Yeah, extinction. Listen, I had so many people hit me up like, "Yo, dude, I hope that's it." I'm like, "Listen, if that takes off and it really shows that dinosaurs can be scary, because that's basically what they they look at in the board meetings. They're like, okay, zombies are scary, are dinosaurs scary?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah. If you watch the old school Jurassic Park, if you played the original Dino Crisis, you're gonna jump. That right there was definitely scary back in the day. So yeah, that needs it's about to be what's trendy." You think you think that's it? Trendy? Yeah, I think board board members don't play games, and that's been indicative to when they ask the board members, you know, um, what games did they do play? You know, they didn't know if it can run on their machines from Cyberpunk. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that that was kind of really messed up, but I think it's what's trendy. Those I games were coming out when Jurassic Park in the movies was yeah. a hit. You well, know, that's the thing, though, to right. add off what you just said. Um, because remember, I think it was uh, what was the one with was it World? The one yeah, with the, the, one the, the you know the other yeah. one, yeah, the last one. That right there actually, you know, was their highest grossing film. So you would think that that would start the trend again because they also came out with Fallen Kingdom. Right, Fallen Kingdom also was in. So I don't know. That's the weirdest part about it. I I don't know. Hopefully, 
it does happen. I think Capcom knows the IPs that they're sitting on and they can hear you guys because to get the remakes that we did get at the level of fidelity that we have received them and it wasn't just reskinning. Yeah. Yeah. It was reimagining and then it was telling it from different perspectives. Oh, come on, man. It, it's insane. They they take care, they take time when they have the ability to do so. I think they will give you the Dino Crisis, and, and it might be coming really, really soon. I, I wouldn't, so, be, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised in the least, and I think they know people want it. You know what? Real quick, we have four hundred people here, which is awesome. We're only twenty minutes into the show. If you are new, I want to say welcome with open arms. Obviously, uh, I do four live shows weekly, sometimes more than that. Uh, this is a channel that uh, that does not, uh, you know, push the hate narrative that so many uh, so many of the YouTube channels do these days just for clicks. Uh, this is a very fun channel. It's very informative. Uh, and and more, more than any of that, anyone can tell you the consistency is unbeat. Uh, I, I take this stuff very serious, and I spent hours and hours and hours not gaming as much as I'd like to, but putting these shows together. So if you're new, I would please ask that you consider subscribing and hitting the like button. But uh, I want to get to Crispy because Crispy has a lot to say about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but... Crispy, I have to catch up with some of these super chats. There's been so many already. Uh, the first one of the day comes to us from a very generous friend of the show, Dan the Man Cunningham. He drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says, "Yesterday was a volleyball match. Pete Hines served it up, and Phil Spencer just spiked it down Jim Ryan's throat." I, 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 I got, I got to tell you, and we're gonna get into that. I wanted to open up the show because I kind of want people to kind of file in the way it was painted. I don't think I could have personally scripted it any better. I think what Pete Hines, because you saw Pete Hines, he was the lead, right? Mm -hmm. He was sitting in the middle chair. It was his show, and he basically really just, my God, it was a Picasso painting of of, of, of awesomeness. Um, Smitty Smith, our brother, bringing us back to church once again. He drops an outstanding five-hour super chat and says, Good morning, boom, panel and chat. Salute to Lord King. The Book of X. Uh, Regulator951 drops an outstanding, very generous $2 super chance. His morning booming panel, King stocking up on knees. <laughs> um, Eagles fan76, another generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Randall Thor yesterday on DPS podcast said, had the best take on what happened. Did anyone you listen Listen to what he said and your thoughts. You know what, dude? No, it's in my queue. Um, I was up late writing, and I just didn't have a chance to, to check it out because I'm already working on Monday's show. Um, but I'm definitely going to take you up on advice. DPS, of course, if you don't know who, who runs that. Um, that is gaming that that is gaming forte and our brother uh slow-mo backslap these are two uh r rising stars in the podcast game i love their channels love what they do with this community and they are, if you're not subscribed to dps my god please get over to their channels and subscribe to slow-mo backslap on youtube and gaming forte on youtube these are two upstanding community members uh, that deserve more viewage for sure. Uh, Smitty Smith drops a $2 super chat and says, man, I'm excited for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, dude, I am just ridiculous. Uh, uh, Jeff Jewell drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, shout out to all my fellow old gamers. I'm 53 and just as fired up about gaming now as I was when I was 10. This is the golden age of gaming. Indeed. Welcome to the old man club. Thank you. Uh, Sin Vendetta, <laughs> generous friend of the show. Sin, how the heck have you been, brother? He drops 
an outstanding final Zoom chat and said they seriously need to re-release Simpsons. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> Turtles in Time. X-Men and Avengers again as digital downloads on Xbox because they're stuck on my three. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah, you're right. And I went looking for it because I was like, I wanted to kind of capture some footage for today's show. And I'm like, I know I bought the Turtles in Time remake. Where is mm -hmm. it? It's on my 360. It's not backwards compatible yet. Yep. Hopefully they can change that. Geezer Prime. <laughs> Welcome, old <laughs> man. Geezer Prime? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, welcome. Uh, he says after this, a dropping a five dollars super chat. Hey, boom! Love the show. This Xbox generation is looking epic. I like Xbox and Bethesda's approach on letting creators create great games. Coming indeed. Regular nine fifty one drops an additional five dollars super chat and says, I wonder why Sony fans didn't blow up Twitter making. Uh, talking about Rhonda Cox leaving uh, Sony Santa Monica and joining the initiative. Funny how Twitter works. Yeah, she's a uh, she's a big get. Yep, um, yeah. she's a she is a big hey, um, big get ooh, and bad bitcher. Oh, there he is, Mr. Babbitt. Thank you for that. My head is turned. Thank you for that, mm -hmm. Mr. Babbitt. Welcome. What uh, who's Rhonda Cox? <laughs> why should I care? <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get to you in a second, okay. brother. Um, Dick hey, I saw Juan that gym you were playing on Twitter. That is a gym on Astrobot. Yes, oh, god, right? yeah. oh my god, GPU song. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, Dequan C drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Loving time, a long time viewer, but one time contributor. Listen, dude, the fact that you listen is more than enough, bro. I appreciate the super chat. And uh, listen, if you can contribute, that's awesome. If you can't, well, just enjoy the show, and we appreciate you just the same. Wow, B bounty boom! Now this is this is a good friend of the show. Uh, this is a truck driver. This is this is a hard worker right here. He drops." A $50 super chat and says, hello, boom, and panel on the road to New York. So I'm here for the whole show. I haven't listened to the full show live in a long, a long time. Give me a great discussion. Let's go. Oh, dude, you're, 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 you're in for it, brother. So thank you for the, wow. Thank you for the extreme generosity. Uh, Drunken Ninja drops a very uh, generous $5 super chat and says, um, Shannon Briggs voice. Let's go, boom. Boom. Let's go, boom. <laughs> Love the panel. You want to say like, "Let's go, champ! Let's yeah. go, champ! Let's go, boom! Let's go, boom!" That's how you wanted it, right? Yeah, gotcha. yeah. And he got it from the king. Thank you so much. The wise old gamer drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Morning, boom! I have nothing to say. I just want to thank you for all the prayers. Uh, my pleasure, brother. Uh, you, I know you've had it really, really tough, dude. And you know what? Um, glad to see you're doing all right, dude. Yeah, we're definitely glad to see you here, dude. Absolutely. Um, so just want to say thank you for all the prayers. You cannot imagine how grateful I am here. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're grateful that you're still here, brother. Um, Suicide Kings drops a very generous five-hour super chat and says, I'm just here to collect a bounty on King David, put out by TCL. Oh, the good gaming <laughs> news. Boom. Can't help King. This is business. <laughs> and Victor Allistein, another generous friend of the show, he drops outstanding $2 super chat and says, like to see a shared Halo universe like the MCU. Dude, sign me the F up. Okay, so... Crispy Bomb, we're talking Ninja Turtles. I, I think that regardless of how old you are or how young your kids are, uh, this is this is a, a, an IP that just transcends generations. I think they have a hit on the hand, and the game isn't even out yet. What were your thoughts on the the incredibly dropped trailer? Oh, man, I, I got the feels. I thought I was watching a cartoon like you guys as well. So I was like, okay, is this a cartoon? I might watch it. You know, like I'm like, I'm sitting there and then I'm like, like, oh, there it is. I thought this was a game. And I'm like, 
oh wow i, I just i couldn't believe like it, it was just like nostalgia came back i was like I was like, I remember sitting there playing Super Nintendo with with, uh, with Turtles in Time, and and you know, like the beginning level when you go down into the sewer, and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And and they really they kind of made it look like a painting even better. You know what I mean? It, it, you don't feel like it's it's you feel like it's something new, but it still uh, goes into that old you know into your heart almost and uh you know kind of reaches in and takes it out it's like haha we have it and um <laughs> you know and it's like it, that's what i kind of felt with streets of rage as well i was like i was like man i you know it's kind of it's one of those things like you, you love it but then you're like you're like i'm glad that they actually did something rather than just being like oh we're gonna take this old port and just move it here you know what I mean? Because you, you just you can't do that anymore. You want you want your your children and whoever else. Like you're talking about these old games, and they're like, "What is that? I don't know what that is." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and now at least some of them you could be like, "See, this is what we were playing." You know, In the and, yes, yeah, and 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 it was this. You know, yes, it's not like your your greatest game you've ever seen now, but back then it was, and at least it's playable and it, it looks better, and they still preserve what we remember, and and I think that's the the biggest thing that you know we could ask for being uh, you know gamers that have grew up with arcades and stuff like you can't you can't really you can make them look better you can you can put out a different release but really preserve that that love that we had there. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. I mean, because listen, you, I, you saw the hate that uh, Battletoads got for yes. daring to be different, and I really love uh, Battletoads. No, oh, I, I really not, enjoyed oh, that. Like yes. yeah, no, I, like I did that. not end it. You know, I'm not gonna fraud, but I, I played it. It got to a frustrating level. Um, I played the hell out of the game, and I love the animation, and I love that what they try to do. But then you had all the people that were complaining, oh, it's so far different than what we remember. Did you really go back and look at what we remembered? And I was like, you know, Microsoft did a fan service for updating it. But it seems like this Ninja Turtles, it's keeping that same essence of what mm -hmm. we remember. Yes. But it's it's bringing it current. Yeah. So I, I, I like I love it. I love what they're trying to do. And I can't wait to explore it. You know. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, absolutely uh, Joe definitely revitalized, that's for sure. Yo, no no doubt about that, Big Cloud. Joe, yeah. when I when I uh DM'd you, uh yeah. you know, again, you you're you're a lot younger than some of us, but you still appreciate the turtles. What what were your what were your thoughts when you saw the how great this remake looks? Well, right off the bat, if you just told me like you gave me the PR release, like I would already be on board because you know, I I understand that Windjammers is an indie darling yep. and uh Streets of Rage 4 was very very positively received. So you have that team working on this game. I'm already in. I think this is going to be there's no way this can't be anything less than great. Then you look at the art style and it's very much there their art style um but it goes so well with it not deviating so far from teenage mutant ninja turtles like the arcade games that we know and love and still capturing that essence so like you can see just through the art direction alone there is a lot of care being put into this game so yeah no i'm i'm ten thousand percent in are you kidding me also michelangelo is the best ninja turtle and that's not even a debate 
I would have to argue with you and say that it's Raphael. it's actually Donatello. Personally. Oh, come on. Uh, with I, the I will Johnny go with Raphael. Listen, listen, without Raphael, <laughs> you know, they would have died plenty of times. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but they would have had fun. They would have had fun. He's like Leo's to go to the stories. No, that's Ralph. Yeah. Leo yeah. couldn't do shit with that sword. Okay, uh-huh. he can't. He's, I never saw him disembowel at anyone. Raphael, <laughs> oh, okay, you, was reading, you was reading the wrong line, books. Though. You was reading yeah. the wrong books. See, <laughs> I'm a Ninja Turtle fan from the books, yeah. from the black Nickelodeon and crap. Yes. But um, yeah, yes. the books where they were actually <laughs> disemboweling people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Raphael shit. had to go on solo missions at night because he was mm-hmm. deemed like the Wolverine of the team. Yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. because they was made like um X Men, yeah. and uh, Leo was uh Cyclops, and Cyclops is you know very precise and stuff. And yeah. by the way, check out King of the Statues that I did the whole review on these statues. Uh, and I actually love each and every last one of them. Mm-hmm. But you you really have to look at the psychology that goes behind each Ninja Turtle themselves, and they all great within their own right. You see how we are all battling for one turtle, right? And everybody yeah. had a turtle <laughs> that they love, and everybody said which one was the best. So right. if, if if you never played the game and you're thinking about it, I want to find out who's your best. What's your best? Mm-hmm. Put that in the chat. Let us know. You know That's who's right. your best uh, turtle. You know, I swear that um that storyline's always played out though, especially in the movies where it's like Leo and Ralph for like at each other's throats. Always, right? yeah, it's, it's so water. played out. Like I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't want to see that no more. Can all I get in more? water, all in water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, listen, what I want to do is I want to catch up some of the super chats that came in, uh, and then we're going to get to the topic number two. Now, this is this, the next topic is big because it talks about Game Pass, and Game Pass just saw a monster bunch of releases that's right they released 20 two zero bethesda games right into game pass i have the list of what's coming what's there and man listen again if you are someone that has a backlog your backlog has just gotten even deeper uh because there are a lot of those games that people passed on because they weren't sure if they were going to spend the money and like them like pray you know a guy like um jez corden absolutely loves prey me i was on the fence with it i i i own it i didn't play through it i played a couple of hours into it and i just i fell off the but games like dishonored a lot of people skipped on that dishonored was freaking incredible and it's there for you um which is awesome. So we're going to break that down in a second, but let me catch up on some of the super chats. We have DJ Birdo DOS. What's up, dude? Hopefully you're well. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Did someone say Xbox Bethesda exclusive Game Pass in the house? Same sentence uh, in the same sentence." Phil Maximus Dominus Aurelius Spencer. I was telling Cognito yesterday. I think he needs another name. I don't know what that other name is going to be after Aurelius, but I know that King is going to be the one to uh, give it to him. Um, he, Jagai. He's, he's stuck on his name. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jagai in the chat drops a very generous uh, $3 super chat and says, Hey, King, time to throw PS5 in the bushes with TCL. <laughs> and we have, a, we, ah, we have a new channel member, Peter um, Sevson. Hey, Peter, thanks so much for joining the channel. It's greatly appreciated, and we're glad that you are here. Uh, J Mo Money drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Panels favorite turtle, Donnie for me, yo." Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Donatello is, uh, you know, what what can I say? Um, he's the man. Um, uh, but look, folks, 
you know, yesterday we learned a lot of the, of what happened at the roundtable. But what we learned more so than that was that we were expecting to start receiving um, Bethesda titles in Game Pass. It, it only makes sense, right? Now they're considered first party, so all of their uh, their catalog of some of their best works were going to come at some point. What we didn't realize, what we didn't know, is that they were going to basically drop a megaton amount of games, 20 of them. Now, here's the list. And uh, listen, there's something here for everyone. Uh, you have Definitive Edition of, of Dishonored. You have Dishonored 2, Doom the Original, 93, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64. That was an exclusive when you mm -hmm. bought the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the, the big package for Doom Eternal. And Doom 64 is dope. Uh, you have obviously Doom Eternal was there. You have Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition. Um, you have Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Fallout 4, uh, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein The New Order, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Young Blood. Now, listen, that that's 20 of their best games. Now, yeah, sure. Are there some still missing? Yes. Are they going to be dropping relatively soon absolutely king we always talk about value you specifically mm -hmm. because you know you have kids you know you, you have your businesses you have your your hobbies with your miles and stuff so you are have been for the longest time a big proponent uh, of xbox game pass and with the addition of all of these bethesda titles how elevated is the value now um i would like to first start off this uh this answer with who did that for you that'd be phil Ma phil maximus dominus aurelius phil, spencer phil dominus maximus aurelius spencer and the reason why he got those names that you guys maybe don't know uh dominus is because uh he he started to dominate and he was dominating in a room full of snakes where at the point in time you know, uh, they didn't think he was able to do it. I say he, I akin him to landing the pachinki with a butter knife and coming out and getting a winner, winner chicken dinner. And <laughs> the man has done it. Um, when he got his last name from me, Aurelius, was when they launched the strategy. I knew the strategy was going to win. Um, and I knew Game Pass was going to be successful. The reason why I knew Game Pass would be successful is because this is something that we've been dying for and you guys didn't know that you really needed it. Um, the price value proposition raised today to a tremendous stakes. Um, I hate COVID, right? Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone in this thought because I honestly believe that this whole stuff was planned to happen last year. And had this stuff happened around the time the consoles had launched and made Game Pass an even uh, more attractive uh, proposition uh, because, uh, you know, the, the trade commissions and everybody was actually in office and they can review stuff in office and uh, do, do things at a different pace. It would have uh, passed then and uh, we would have got these titles then. That's why, you know, we got hit with all those titles in one shot now. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, there are other titles that will launch into Game Pass when it comes, uh, you know, to through. 
those those titles from uh, Bethesda are titles that I already own. Basically, I I'm pretty much own all those titles that was launched today. Now, does it really speak to me? Yeah, because I don't have to get up and get the disc and put the disc in. You know, I can just play it straight from a hard drive. And a lot of those games were enhanced. Uh, some of them, you know, um, if it is it auto HDR stuff like that, uh, they look a little bit better. But having them all in one uh, condensed library is a whole lot better for myself. Uh, now, for individuals that never got a chance to play these games, like Doom sixty four or or Doom Eternal or or you know Prey games that you were iffy about and you didn't know that you wanted to uh, spend the money on, um, now they're there for you. You know, Wolfenstein, uh, they had a problem with the Young Bloods. I thought the Young Bloods was fantastic. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great game. People didn't like the direction that it took. But could you imagine if you spent $70 and you didn't like the game or $65 and you didn't like the game? Or how about now that you pay your, your Game Pass subscription for the year or for the month or whatever, and now you got a chance to try these games out? That's I great. I'll um, hit you with the $70 for that destruction all-stars. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this this is the proposition of Game Pass. Yeah. You know, try without the, the penalty of uh, having, uh, you know, like, Dang, I just I just wasted money. I could have brought this or I could have did this or I have to do that. That eliminates that off the table. And if you like the game so much, you can buy the game. It's not just, you know, you renting the game and you don't have a proposition to pay for the game. No, 20 million people inside Game Pass. And I'm pretty sure by the time that, you know, we finish this podcast today, it'll probably be up more, a couple of more million people from uh, launching yeah. 20 games in Game Pass today. Yeah. They've already um, talked to Ubisoft, uh, supposedly. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. King was actually King. King, yeah. I, I, I don't want to deviate from that, but you and I had a conversation yesterday. Yes, and you and I both are are have an understanding uh, from yes. you know different connections that we both have. I'm not sure if it's the same. Pretty that much. You, Ubisoft Plus is mm. coming, and it's going to be announced relatively soon. Okay, well, mm. what's going on with that is. You know, everybody has their own services, right? And mm -hmm. EA was smart enough to realize because they have um, EA access that was inside Microsoft's uh, ecosystem. And they were to moderate success. And they launched in the PlayStation ecosystem to moderate success. And then they saw Game Pass and they want those viewers. How can we get those viewers? So being that they already had a relationship with Microsoft, Microsoft handed over, you know, the back door. Yo, check it out. This is what we're doing with this, this, and the third. Oh, okay. So we can get more views and we can get, once you get more views on your game, because I didn't place, I, I didn't purchase Squadrons. Squadrons is released right now. I haven't played Madden I haven't purchased a Madden game in probably 10 years. I was just playing Madden the other day. So what did EA do for me? They got my attention. They got yeah. my interaction. They would have never gotten this if it wasn't inside Game Pass. So that's this is the benefit that they're getting right there, that interaction, that traction. Now when I'm playing it, oh, I might purchase this or I might do this. Man. So... This, they showed how they can make the money here. Ubisoft has the same type of service that EA Access is. And they said, you know, how can we get into the same uh, situation? Remember the Microsoft uh, third-party show? Yes. Yeah. Remember, remember all that. those games that were there? 
Everyone's mm-hmm. in Game right Pass. Memory, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What other game is not there yet? Watch Dogs. Valhalla. Watch yeah. Dogs. Oh, yeah, both of those. Yeah. That would make right. sense because they had uh, marketing this time around for Valhalla for Series so X. These games are going to come. I think that's going to be announced when. Uh, I think Valhalla is going to be announced inside Game Pass when Ubisoft uh, Uplay comes into Game Pass. Yeah. The proposition, the business model and proposition, it's going to be too hard to deny. Yeah. And you're going to have you, to get down a lay down. Yeah. I saw um I saw a slow-mo post this a while, like um yesterday. I, I was wondering, like, would you kind of agree with this would you say that uh the new platform would quote unquote be game pass yeah as opposed to it is the platform yeah because like a lot of people are kind of torn between us a lot of people think the platform is strictly xbox but from what this announcement did yesterday it pretty Mm -hmm. much solidified that game pass is pretty much the branch making new platform that's you know going to be wherever the you know wherever they want it and i think phil wants it on playstation but the thing is i'm not sure they'll sign i told you that yeah yeah I told you everybody laughed at me when I said Phil wants Game Pass on PlayStation. Yeah. And it, it'll never happen. That's why yesterday he look at you, everybody's he never was about up the front way he and saying, it. Oh, I don't see these games going here or there. He kind of yeah. was like leaving he it ambitious. Like, you know, systems, you know. systems that uh you know that support Platform Game Pass. That has his yeah. game pass. Yep. It, you saw it, that's that when you saw his things. Yeah, he, he, he wants it on Nintendo. He's, he's, he's probably, he's, he's probably <laughs> going to get it on a Nintendo console. And what? he definitely wants it on PlayStation. But only time will tell. And that's the thing. Yeah. He wants this, this to new be unavoidable. He yeah. wants, and that's the thing that like, the, the, the drum that King and I have been beating is like, <clears throat> he wants this thing on everywhere. He wants it to be yeah. unavoidable. He he wants it. The, the mission of that's Game Pass is to get to 30 right. million so that big publishers have to. Get on that platform to get recognized. Yeah. Yo, remember when Netflix first started? Mm. It wasn't always everywhere. Now you can't live without Netflix. If you have, if you go to someone's mm-hmm. house and they don't have Netflix, you're looking at them like, "What's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you." You know, you you could probably say, "I don't have Disney Plus, or I don't have Hulu, or yeah. I don't have ESPN." Cool. You don't have Netflix. What the hell's going on with you? Like you can't. What, what are you financially in trouble? You know, people ask you these questions because they look at you <laughs> like when I tell people I don't eat meat. Are you okay? Like you know, this is the, these are the questions that you get when certain things happen. This is yes. what Phil wants to happen. I saw his fangs yesterday when they asked him. Okay, is this stuff going to be exclusive? Yeah, we're, we're right. gonna we're gonna be breaking yeah. down. What, yeah, we're, we're gonna save save, save that save king that because that, that's <laughs> that's that's the big second half of the show. We are gonna break down uh, exactly what I have. All of his quotes ready to rock and roll. We're gonna read them aloud and we're gonna break exactly down what he meant. But crispy bomb, let, let's grab your opinion on this because you are also someone that has been a big proponent of Xbox Game Pass for a lot of reasons. And I think what this Bethesda deal does, I don't want to say it solidifies it because it already. Is the, the Game Pass uh, subscription has solidified itself with the with the what's in there currently, what's coming from first party, and now when you add twenty, you drop twenty games of anything, but specifically Bethesda games. What what are your thoughts on how the value is, and then how people are now going to have a hard time not paying attention to Xbox Game Pass? Just think about this for a second. They just dropped twenty games. They literally could have made their own service. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have more than just that as well. So 
you know, for that, this, this is shows the get that they just got. And, mm -hmm. and the, the big thing to think about is that the excitement level at, at Bethesda themselves, that these games are going to get uh, a little shiny new polish on them just by going to the series X or even the one X. I'm sure it's still gonna... some of them even got the boost mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and they're excited. You could see, and, and I know we're going to get into it, but Todd Howard was very excited about that because you know, these, these people are been a part of that company forever. And they, they've worked on these games for what it feels like a lifetime for some of them. And for them to be able to continue a legacy with these games, Games. And, and for people like me or and probably a lot of us there's got to be at one two sometimes some people five you know even maybe 10 games that they didn't play like me i was sucked into fallout when some of these other ones were coming out you know what i mean so you know there, there's some games there that now i don't have to spend any money you know right. just my, my normal subscription and i can go and give them a shot when i never thought i would you know what i mean so and that's not to say that they're probably some of them aren't five dollars or two dollars, but you start adding all of that up, you just got all of that in one shebang. There you go. You you got it right there. You want to go try pray out? You got it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Doom Eternal. You're, you're kind of yeah. You know, you don't know. Like, you want to get your butt whooped? You saw you saw Mister Boomstick over there. He was uh... that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, dude. I didn't even try it on hard, bro. Like, I can't... I'm not doing that, <laughs> yeah. dude. I, I, you know, I, I love a challenge, but Doom just rakes you over the coals. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's that's the point. Like, even like I'm I'm interested, like, because I lost my I think it was Fallout Four or Fallout Three disc. Yeah, I I wonder if my save is still in the cloud somewhere. In my and that you know what I'm saying, and I, I gotta like I think Fallout Three. I didn't com complete it completely. I just beat it, and I'm like I'm like I wonder if that save is still there. So I'm interested to see uh, people find out about that as well. I I, I gotta find the room to download it right now because it's that's the one thing. But I'm I'm interested to see if that's possible. Did you pick up the memory card yet? Uh, I've been I, I've been trying to get the Series X, dude. I've been trying hard, but uh, I've been trying to get the bund. I've been waiting because like I, I'm like if I get a, a card, if yeah. I get a card, and then all of a sudden the bundle is the only thing there, then I have two cards, and I don't think I need to. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't. So, you don't. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to wait on anything next gen right now because if one mm. of those bundles is like eight hundred dollars, but it comes with a card and maybe an extra controller, I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point. So I'm just gonna wait it out and hope for the best. They pop yeah. open inside the Microsoft Store every once in a while. Like yesterday, I was on picking up an extra controller because the red, uh, the crimson red controller became available yesterday. So I jumped on the store and I purchased the controller. And, you know, it's free shipping and stuff like that. Same with the console. And they had the Series S and that was in my cart. I didn't need it anymore. So I took it out of my cart. I was like, hopefully somebody else can get it. Uh, but you know, you gotta check the store every once in a while. Like, yeah, yeah you, you'll be, you'll definitely be surprised. Uh, real quick, uh, before I get to uh, Big Cloud, I got to catch up some of the super chats. As we close in on six hundred and fifty people watching live, welcome to today's breakfast with Boom. Hopefully, you are enjoying the Killer Instinct gameplay. It's one of my favorite fighting franchises that absolutely needs a revival. Uh, this this footage is from the series, uh, the Xbox Series X, and uh, this was a game that was released. Uh, in 2013 uh, so the game is 8 years old and still looks as good as it does uh, Sin Vendetta drops an additional 
very generous five dollars super chat and says ninja turtles are like fingerprint because uh, are like a fingerprint because everyone has a different favorite also Raphael is king <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Um, we have wow a geezer prime dude thanks so much he drops an additional ten dollars super chat and says can't wait for FPS boot uh, boost Fallout uh, at 60 FPS, dope yeah. brother. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I Fallout Three. I put about 360 hours into that game, and I would play through it again. It's my favorite Fallout of all time. Um, Andrew Cullion drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I'm the fool who will play all of these on Game Pass and also buy the physical editions." Also, hey, dude, that's not a being a fool. That's the, I do the same thing. If uh, I buy all collect, I like to buy all collectors. And let me say, I buy them all anymore. I, I don't, but I, I so some games I'll play on Game Pass. I download it and I have the disc. Yeah, just the way it is. Um, okay, let me see if I can pronounce this. Uh, Cola Zogas. Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Suck, boom. Appreciate the effort you put into the show, man. Much love, Xbox gang. We are eating. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother, and thank you for the generosity. We have John Mitchell, who drops a very generous uh, $10 super chat and says, Well said, guys. You see the big picture on Game Pass. Yeah, I've been there since day one. Uh, Bay Area. Drops a very generous $5 super chat says, questions for the panel. Do you think Xbox will allow PlayStation and Nintendo t- uh, natively download their games, or would Game Pass be a streaming app like xCloud? I think it would be a streaming app like uh, like you would get it Hulu or Netflix. That's how I think it would be. Um, Shadow Ravager drops a very generous $5 super chat says, King, the Knees Collection Day. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's Knees Collections Day. Um, uh, BitCloud, l- let me go to you next. Um, yes, look, sir. This is a big deal for Xbox. Uh, I'm not, I, but I think it's a bigger deal to wonder whether or not this is becoming such a phenomenon that the big three, the other big uh, parts of the uh, of the you know the gaming uh, space in, in Nintendo and Sony are going to have a hard time denying uh, Xbox Game Pass. Who do you think it goes to first? You know, honestly. Um, I think I, I don't forget what episode it was, but I know King was here, but I think uh, we all talked about it was COVID for the most part. Mm-hmm. COVID has been like the biggest, like uh, really you think about it. That's been like the biggest booster for this entire service in a weird sense. Um, everybody's home. They don't have access to these games. So that's kind of where I see it as. But when it comes to, you know, just a long term vision of this, like a lot of people are saying, do you see these games coming to PlayStation? Um King did bring that up before, too. Mm-hmm. I honestly do see it happening as far as it being a streaming service. I'm not really quite so sure about it being streaming. It wouldn't surprise me. The reason why I say it doesn't surprise me if it's not if it's more than just a streaming version of this is because it goes back to what I said before. This is a brand spanking new PlayStation. All the OGs that made the PlayStation 4 what it is are pretty much essentially gone. So yeah. The opportunity, the window of opportunity, pretty much is there if they ever wanted to explore it, if you were to put it in layman's terms. So, and you think about it, since Jim Ryan's taken over, PlayStation's done a lot more stuff that you never thought you would ever see them do. Yes. Yeah, I, I will say implicit. that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, how this is well, I mean, listen, again, great points across the board there, BitCloud, and I agree. I, and I do think that you're on to something with Jim Ryan uh, doing some different things. I think that the the old the, the old guard is, is gone, and I think a lot of what you're seeing is the transition 
of of different ideologies at Sony. Uh, a perfect example of seeing some of their bigger titles go to PC. Uh, mm-hmm. Hearing Jim Ryan actually tell the world that the ex- that the uh, PlayStation gamers are just not enough. What did he say? He said a whole slate. Is that what he said? Yeah. That was the yes. word. The whole slate are coming to yeah. PC. Hmm. If you're right, if you're that open to PC, uh, what else would you would be willing to put those games or open? It up the it, it, it does make you uh, scratch your head. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. The, 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 I put it to this way. I, I I own multiple copies of Horizon Zero Dawn. I I always have it digitally. I have the physical edition because I bought the collector's edition. But I would tell you this: if it ever came to xbox or a way to play it on xbox i would probably buy it there too um bitcloud let's get your opinion on this um mm-hmm. this is uh this is a big deal for xbox uh, game pass uh i i you know already the service is just busting out with amount with large amounts of games people's backlogs are literally imploding as we speak but they dropped <laughs> 20 games today um mm-hmm. how big of a deal is that for game pass and and will we see uh, a re- uh, you know a, a surge uh, in uh, new subscribers uh okay <laughs> so there's like so many ways i can look at this uh, i'll answer the first part you said um will, will there be a surge of new subscribers i honestly hope so <laughs> i hope so a lot of dudes say they're they're willing to buy into it now because of these games i seriously hope so you know it's weird that uh me and bad bit um actually tweeted about i think it was designer bad bit Fuck yeah, you need the to fact that we had to do. tweet that out and say, guys, <laughs> we seriously hope you support Dishonored. Uh, it's it's really telling about a lot of things in this community. Now, as far as them doing this and what they're doing with the games, you know, 20 games, cool. It's it's cool. They got their games. I said this before, before we even got to hear, you know, before we got confirmation that they would be exclusive or not. I said, you know, let them have it. I could care less. That's what's up. Have it. But, man, let me tell you, man, there's been a lot of, and I use this word loosely because there's been a lot of cap. A lot of people who claim they played, beat these games, have been interested in these games for the longest. And when you ask that simple question, can you show receipts? They don't. They never They never do it. They, they don't want us to do it. They never played these games. Again, it's not about them. It's just about the narrative that I see being pushed around. I see it everywhere. It doesn't matter what chat you go to. You can go to a PlayStation-centric channel, an Xbox-centric channel. Dudes will say, oh, these games are exclusive. Now, what's your what's your big deal? I'll be playing this, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting just going, listen, I seriously hope so. Yeah. I really do. I'm yeah, getting tired I, I, of narrative just being pushed. I really am. Play yeah, the games. Like I, enjoy them. Yeah, play these games. Enjoy them. That's like we were having this discussion on, on our Discord of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, of of what, what what how do we feel about Xbox game or, or Bethesda becoming first party? And all of us were just like, okay, like the, Xbox needed a big first party arm. They got it. Good for them. Like I'm still gonna play PlayStation because those are the games that I prefer. But like. This is fine. This is fine by us. Mm-hmm. We have the same energy kept. And and and, and um, yeah, I th- I think one of one of our buddies, Jedi Master Ren, said something somewhere along the lines of like, and if that pushes people into the ecosystem, that pushes people into the ecosystem. What the, yeah, does that affect if me? They, if they got that quality on lock and they push these crazy bangers with this new act, you know, with this new um move. Yeah. And they really do it. You know what that's going to do? That's going to set an example to Sony to step up and match. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. I don't know why people get upset about this. I really don't. I don't I, yeah, I, I, just, I don't. I don't, I don't understand either. And like, I, 
PlayStation fan to PlayStation fan here. It's awesome mm-hmm. to see that, you know, is something that I, I, I've, I've echoed on, on the last week's show. Of like, it's awesome to see that Xbox and PlayStation are now, when you look at their catalogs, so mm-hmm. different from each other. That's yep. really awesome to see. Like, they're not trying to copycat each other. They're doing separate things. And, like, when it comes to, like, Game Pass on a PlayStation, sooner or later, that's going to happen. And I just, it's 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 going to happen eventually. It's just them striking the right deal. That's all it's going to take. Money talks. Yeah, Sony's taking their sweet time. They're easing their way into yeah. this situation. Like that's And Sony's last console. What's is that? this your last console? This is their last console. You see, yeah, we always last... say that every generation. No, no, no. This is their last console. You think this one's the last one? I have no choice now. Um, let me explain. Do you think like the you mean as the next console? You mean like Apple I, I believe this is their last console. So you don't see. So you wow. see the next um, one probably like a Roku box type of thing. No, no. You said no, you're I just done. believe you're done this is their last console. Um, I believe I they're gonna that. go full developer. And and okay, mm-hmm. and you're gonna probably say, mm, no, King. Everything I said has been right so far. Now, um, and, and I got my receipts. Um, <laughs> I say this to say I don't see a space. I, I see Nintendo never bowing, ever. And they won't. They don't have to. Um, if Sony ever did say, okay, Game Pass can uh, be released on our console, that is... Uh, a complete uh, admit to defeat. And I honestly believe it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but this is what Sony would have to do to change the fortunes, right? Um, They would have to match game pass head on with a, a PlayStation now service with day and date. They will have to match them and they will have to buy developers. Now, this is what, Microsoft, well, didn't we talk about this uh, before? But, no, I mean, interrupt you, bro. But yeah, no, but this is what Microsoft that, yeah. did. This is the distinct difference with the Zenimax deal. And I, I was analyzing the deal yeah. and I'm analyzing everything that they did before. Before they purchased individual, individual developers that they mm-hmm. can manage, right? With this big acquisition, they keep using the word partnership, keep using the word partnership, keep using the word partnership. All right, in this partnership. Zenimax never gave up their distribution arm. They mm. are still a producer, distributor, and developer. They, under this new umbrella, will be owned wholly by Microsoft, but will run independently in a distribution arm, in mm. a developing arm, and in a producer arm owned by Microsoft. That means Microsoft doesn't have to micromanage these teams. Right. They can work on the teams that they did acquire, and Matt Booty is working with those teams as far as uh, Obsidian and uh, Ninja Theory and those teams because they did not have a distribution arm. They didn't have a producer arm. They were just a developer. Yeah, it goes back when we talk about uh, Sony when they had like different districts for their right. Um, that probably was Sony Japan, Sony right, London, and they started consolidating. Yeah, exactly. Right? They they went through what was it? A uh, global globalization? globalization. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, what Microsoft did was not only just acquire Zenimax and Bethesda mm-hmm. and, and these games. What they did was 
broaden their reach, they're able to, uh, okay, for uh, if you're a boxer, you're able to box southpaw and you're able to box orthodox. That means you're, uh, you know, uh, ambidextrous. You can go with either hand. They're able to do that now. Before they were doing it with one hand. Now they're able to have this whole section working on games, dis distributing games, uh, doing quality control with games, and doing all this stuff with not too much oversight. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sony would have to match and do the same. They would not have to just purchase developers. They would have to purchase uh, distribution I, um... arms. Yeah, producers and developers, an arm that can actually work with them in getting these games out without them micromanaging. And I think that's the hardest part. And if you can't match Microsoft in this area, I believe that spells doom. In my what opinion, I, um, what I say to you on ILP, I say if you give them an inch, they'll what? Take a yard. There you go. So I mean, it's it's literally it literally comes back to just what you're seeing in front of you, like everything. I'm talking for Sony too. Like Sony's energy yeah. is completely yeah. You know you already, you already see it. It's yeah. drastically different from like let's say 20, um, 2016. Remember that E3 with the orchestra? Yeah. It's completely different. But the di different people is in charge. But also, yeah. I say this to say, now all the people, all the developers, and boom, I want you to attest to this in your mm -hmm. DMs. The people that they're talking about acquiring have a distribution arm. Yes, yes. They're, they're, you know something. You see, you're you're you're, you're absolutely yeah. onto something. Because here's the thing: if if you listen to the way Matt Booty and 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 Phil Spencer talk about this deal, they talk about Bethesda being a part of Microsoft in the first party, but they still talk about it like it's its own entity. And I yeah. and there's a yeah. and there's a massive reason for that. There's a reason because of exactly what Microsoft is doing. They are currently handling the studios that are in-house first party, right? You. Now mm -hmm. you have Bethesda uh, running this, who have identical divisions. They are one under one, a big umbrella, but they are, are handling the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. the, the next, you know, quote-unquote, Bethesda-leveled, um, acquisition, which we know are coming, are going to be in the same way where they're going to keep the distribution arm. They're going to keep all of their everything is going to stay the same. So each individual um, cog could work together to spin mm -hmm. the engine, but they are going to have their own parts. Yes. And it makes it more palatable for somebody to be acquired without losing their identity. Like yeah. if, 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 if it's a Capcom type of situation and Capcom looks over and says, okay, what do you offer me? This is what we offer you. See what we did for Zenimax? Zenimax is running under their own autonomy. They're distributing through their own resources with mm -hmm. our help and our financial backing and our oversight. This turns the game. Like I, I was looking at it and I was looking at it from a business proposition and saying what each does for each. And I said, this is more than just acquiring developers. This yeah. is acquiring uh, uh, individuals. It's like making a clone of yourself. You understand that you're, mm. you, you're you're able to send out to do work without worrying and knowing that it's going to get the job done because, uh, Zenimax has a track record of delivering games. 
Some say, you know, a little broken here and there. It's been quality control. That's right. always been their issue. That's it's, the problem, that's the right? Issue. That's the thing that my biggest fear for them is but just is it like money. You know, no, not the money. It's I'm, the I mean, quality. I'm, I'm the, talking yeah. about is it money that uh, takes away from the fact that they're able to do quality control yeah, and yeah. send some people over from Microsoft? Okay, well, now you don't have to worry about the crunch right. because your your game's getting inside Game Pass and you're going to live that way and you can distribute these games this way. I'm just saying. Yeah. We can't I afford see. another cyberpunk. That's for sure. Like we. Well, can't, that's. We I don't. Can't I don't think that ever happened on this side. <laughs> we can't you know, afford I, that. I, yeah, I, I don't. I. I think cyberpunk was its own entity within itself, and I think it builds itself too, too, too big to fail, and it actually failed. You know, just yeah. in that. Yeah. In that you know what? Let, let, let me just get Joe's final opinion on this, and we're going to yeah. move to the big topic of the show because we have a massive one to cover. Uh, Joe, how hmm. elevated? Is the value of Game Pass now that they've literally added just about every Bethesda title, and what's not there is eventually going to be coming in the next couple of days? Yeah, uh, pretty big. <laughs> Again, this is this is Microsoft. So Microsoft's end game is uh, is all about making Game Pass inevitable. Um, you know, that's that's their big that's that's their big play here. You know, their their mission is to get to 30 million. They think Bethesda is the way to get them to 30 million. That's the big question mark. And how after that question mark is then crossed off, it's now how do you keep those people there, right? So, you know, whatever acquisitions next for Microsoft, the brand now is Game Pass. It has been from the get-go. I, you know, I remember almost a year ago me saying like, this is a, a, a you know, that's the Xbox Series X is a great way to have to actually advertise for the thing you actually want to sell, which is Game Pass, right? That that was really the introduction to a lot of casual audiences that really just come around once a cycle to see what everybody's looking at to advertise Game Pass. And honestly, it's done a really good fucking job. So to me, you know, Game Pass's goal is to get every big developer publisher on this service so that people don't leave that service so that the service continues to grow because they definitely want an Apple situation or sorry, not Apple Disney plus situation where like in less than a year, you're at a hundred million, right? Like they, they really want to hit those marks. So you know what's, I, you know what's I, I interesting to your point. I, I think they do. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, just to add to that fantastic point about the Disney plus mm -hmm. you see, Disney was having a problem getting people to subscribe long term because there were no bangers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So what, the what, um, argument so what happens, right? So, uh, um, the Mandalorian season one was great, right? Yep. Right. But, but season two was greater, and they rolled right from season two into Wandavision. Now, Wandavision, you know, your mileage may vary on that, but right. next week is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As yep. soon as that ends, Loki. You know, I mean, yeah. so now they're starting to get the quote unquote bangers. And yep. what happened with WandaVision? They crossed 100 million subscribers, mm -hmm. and they originally projected that to hit in 2024. And that's that. So that and that's the coolest thing. I mean, you know, you could you could attribute it to, to to the Rona or anything, but you can also take that as like, look, Game Pass is great right now. It's fucking fantastic. Wait till the new games come out. And I get it. That's always like a ploy that you see people on Twitter use like, just wait, yeah. just wait. But like, it's already good right now. 
it's already great. It's already the best value in gaming. To, to wait put it like this, comes out, wait ago, Fable comes out, we were all Fable singing a different tune in terms of the quality. That's for sure. Of game. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, again, it, it echoes my thing of, like, both consoles, not consoles, sorry, both brands are in terrific spots. Like, right now, just breaking the PlayStation 5 is the fastest selling console in, uh, in the yes, U.S. beating yes. the Nintendo Switch. PlayStation's in a good place. Right now, look, Game Pass is on the fast track of being the premier gaming. It is the premier gaming service, but then, you know, tenfold. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're both in excellent spots. And I think that, yeah, Phil wants Game Pass on even more things. And we will see those things come into fruition. And as a PlayStation gamer, my main thought is this is fantastic. Because now it makes, you know, uh, Jimmy, Jimbo, Jim Ryan actually go, okay, let's take a look at our service. Like we were talking about yesterday, right? Like, you know, PlayStation doesn't have the luxury or the supply like Xbox has to make these huge risks. So they're really looking at Xbox going, okay, is this working? And how are they making it work? We can do the same thing, but on a smaller scale. So yeah. I, I could definitely see them in in the next few months boost bolster PlayStation now, not to make it mirror Game Pass, because it doesn't necessarily have to, but to make it a comparable service so that they can also make some money at at, at the same exact time. So like for me, it's awesome because you're you're seeing companies now going hopefully going tit for tat to get people onto their ecosystems. And when companies sp- spend money for to for consumers um consumers win so that's that's the main that's the main you know just here every we're all we're all eating man (laughs) yeah no no absolutely (laughs) and play dishonored one and two please Please. play i am downloading it (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna freaking love and uh i just want to bring up one point there are 373 games in game pass right now just think about that crazy Remember when it was only oh, it'd be a hundred like games 100, a month. Three seventy three. Yeah. Wow, that is so, pretty that ridiculous. Thing, that was, you know, my son almost passed out last night. Well, he this morning <laughs> when he when he saw the video. Shout out to You're Microsoft right back, and their uh, because everybody said they don't promote. They have been promoting this ever since the acquisition happened last week. I saw promotions with Falcon and Winter Soldier that's tied into yes, uh, in Microsoft promotions. Yes. Uh, I've seen the Series S Accolades trailer. I've seen the Series X Accolades trailer. I've seen uh, the Bethesda uh, Welcome to, you know, um, Welcome Home. Uh, that was know, dope, uh, by the way. Gave me goosebumps. Right. Exactly. Gave me goosebumps because they're showing they're showing Xbox IPs on the on the display screens of of Bethesda yes. games. It was it was just very well done. King, and, I'm going to come to you first on on, on this the, one. Because- and the biggest thing that I did see though that they didn't waste an opportunity with the baseball with MLB the show. They actually had a trailer and a, and a little animation car, uh, puppet show. Yeah, the puppet show was dope. Right, <laughs> that they did for this. But, I mean, before we we thought that marketing with Microsoft was either hit or miss or they was tone deaf. And I don't believe so now. I believe 
actually Aaron Greenberg and the team is stepping up. And I just want to say kudos to them for taking the opportunity to hit these marks that they're supposed to be hitting around this time while the iron is high. I, I just see it and I and usually you see Sony take the opportunity and Sony takes yep. the lead and Sony is great with their marketing and they're always doing this stuff and we've always said that they needed to step up they're stepping up just like you know giving a nod to them a tip of the hat to these guys man yeah no absolutely and real quick let me just catch them some of the super chats folks we got 300 us uh, 300 738 people here this is this is madness I, I mean again like this is this is this is a small channel. No, no, I would have never guessed we can get this many people here. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to not only choose Breakfast with Boom, but also check out Double Barrel Gaming. But let me catch up some of the Super Chats, and we'll get right into the main crux of the conversation. Our brother, Everborn Saga, drops a $2 Super Chat and says, What's up, my brothers? Just got here. What I'd miss? Well, you missed a lot, dude. But thanks so much for being here. Um, okay. See, this is what drives me crazy with this chat. Hold on. Um, we have um, Tony Bryant drops a very generous $5 super chat. Tony, thanks for being here, brother. He says, I forgot how great Vegas was. Talking about New Vegas. Um, yeah. ju we just need some FPS boost. Runs great on the series. And Little Man, though. Yeah, listen. Oh, um, nice. I love what what they did. I hope that Vegas uh, uh, spl um, Splinter Cell. I wish we knew how to Splinter Cell. Um New Vegas comes out uh, because if they just do a remaster of Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2, I would be a happy camper. I spent hours playing that for sure. Um, and I think what he's talking about, maybe he's talking about New Vegas, talking about Fallout. That's one yeah, of the Fallout, Vegas, yeah. Um Juan Ponce drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, in my opinion, the only buy that makes sense for Xbox is Capcom. It's the only big publisher that has IPs that can run itself and yep. it's best... Uh, uh, it's the best way to get into Japan. Either that or buying two or three small studios. You listen, please buy Capcom because then we get down a crisis for sure. Um, Daniel Hayes, a generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Says, "Good morning, boom and chat. Remember the Ninja Turtle cereal? I do. Oh, I got, yes. <laughs> I, he says I got the Leonardo bowl that was inside the box, dude. That's dope. He's my favorite turtle. Yeah, I like Leonardo as well, man. But I'm, I've always been a Donatello dude because he's smart and he beats the crap out of people with a stick. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the S drops a very generous five dollars super chat. Said I don't." I don't think a Game Pass will go PlayStation or Nintendo. Most game titles can't run on Switch. Game Pass will eat into PlayStation sales. Awesome show boom. I, I, the, I, cloud. No, the, the cloud. Yeah, the, the, cloud. Yeah, the cloud. Loyal Patriot drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, remember that Microsoft just got ID Tech Engine too. Yes, that's going to be in some of their first yep. party. Um, Scrub Nurse. Hey, dude, hopefully you're doing well and staying safe. He drops. Outstanding final super chat and says Xbox showed us what is happening with the intro into the show Xbox plus Bethesda and then the Xbox logo slides into the background and Bethesda's in front. Yeah, it, dude, it was dope. I, I just love what they did. Oh, I, my good brother that I met at E3 2019, Gotham guy drops a very generous ten thousand super chat and says, "Hey, boom and friends, I'm loving the show this morning, but I gotta go with Michelangelo because who on the panel didn't cha uh, channel their inner Bruce?" Lee as a kid and 
cut up uh, um, broomstick to the to make new and cut up their broomstick their mother's broomstick to make nunchucks. Yeah, I dude, listen. My mother I, would kill me. Yeah, my mother would be. <laughs> my mother would have kicked my ass. Well, you, Joe, you understand what the flying ch- chancleta means, um, and if you're Hispanic, you understand that my mother was wi- was vicious with that. She had a good left hook, and that that slipper would fly across the room and find its way into my back if I decided to run away like a coward. Um, <laughs> Oh, dude, she was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and and listen, my mom, when I tell my mom I talk about this, she goes, yeah, people think I abused you. I thank goodness that my mother beat the shit out of me when I got out of yep. line because it made me a better man. There's no doubt. <laughs> uh, if you listen to Wilmy Hood show when I was on it, y'all know what the rolling pin is about. And mm-hmm. uh, listen, let me tell you something. I was a very tall, strong young man. My mother used any means necessary, Malcolm X. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, yo, you know, it's funny, especially if you're taller than them. They literally yeah. hit you with anything they can find. It ain't no, ain't yeah. no yeah. absolutely. And you know what? We're, we're all better men for it, for sure. But listen, yes, let's, get, let's, let's, let's get into why most of the 700-plus people here that are going to eventually hit that like button t- came. And that's to talk about what was broken down yesterday uh, of course, Thursday afternoon, uh, both Xbox and Bethesda sat down for a roundtable discussion. Now, to be honest, uh, I was talking with Cognito before the show went live. We were on the fence on what was going to be said. We had no idea. To be honest, to be fair, I thought it potentially could be just a circle jerk. To be honest, um, what I did not expect, what I did not see coming is 30 seconds into the opening after Pete Hines, you know, did the introduction, he went right for the juggler and he called out Phil Spencer specifically to talk about what Bethesda first party means, what it looks like and how it's going to be incorporated. So I'm going to read off some of the quotes and we're going to go right to King on this. Who's going to have a tremendous amount to say this is coming directly from Phil Spencer. He says this. So obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because you know, that's not true. There are contractual obligations that we are going to see through as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go and support those games on the platforms that they are currently on. There are communities of players. We love those players and we're going to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that are either contractual things or legacy legacy on different platforms that will go and do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of the partnership we're building and the creative capability we will be able to bring to market for our our Xbox customers is going to be the best it has ever been for Xbox. King, what can I say? Gave me goosebumps reading it. I've read it half a dozen times already. Read it again on live on the air. What statement is is um, Phil Spencer making to the millions of Xbox players or and potentially new Xbox customers? Okay. Well, what he did was uh, establish Xbox Pride, and uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, if if you're an Xbox owner. You can't say 
uh, for a long time that you were, you know, standing with your chest poked out, <laughs> you know, a little bit. You had to Sony walk past you be like, oh, yeah, there they go again. <laughs> you know, Xbox pride, Xbox pride. What he was telling you was that uh, these games, uh, these exclusive games that people are touting, we know that exclusives bring you to the platform. Exclusives is the reason why you choose the platform. Exclusives is the reason why you stay on the platform, the reason why you show brand loyalty. You know, for a long time, it was Gears, Forza, and Halo uh, that showed, you know, Xbox pride. And people said, we need more. We need more. Right. And now you have uh, a ton of other games and IPs that will be on the platform that you will get that more from. Now, a lot of these games you've uh, played already, you've purchased already, you have already uh, established these games. So we're talking about future IPs. Now, what uh, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer was laid out to you. I mean, let's not let's not uh, fool ourselves. That whole thing was a scripted type of thing. You know, they knew what uh, questions were going to be asked and they got down to the nitty gritty very fast, very early to get all the BS out of the way for the individuals that wanted to hear this. They wanted you to know from the beginning, they will honor all deals, all the deals that were already set up in place. Death loop. You got that, baby. You paid for it. That's you. We're not going to be fools mm -hmm. and take you to court and try to get a game. We're going to get anyway. That's going to be released in game pass that our subscribers will get a chance to, uh, play for technically free or without a, a giant fee in the beginning. This is what you want. You got it. This is yours. We're going to honor those deals. Those games are going to still come this way anyway. Now, future IPs, uh, those games, those exclusive games that you're looking for, those new games, they're going to be on Xbox and you can only find them in the Xbox ecosystem unless you have Game Pass on your device, right? So you want to get out? have it on your device or have an Xbox situation, have it on your PC, game how you want to game, have it on your cell phone, game how you want to game. But you're going to make sure that you're inside an Xbox Game Pass situation in order to game that way. And that's when I saw the fangs. That's when I saw the teeth. That's when I saw exactly who Phil is. I told you guys before, he's nice. He's the greatest guy in the world, but he wants to win. That competitive nature, that competitive heart, it was on display 100% right then, right there. And dudes know now what it means. All this, uh, and I see now people trying to twist it in the background. Well, he did say, you know, uh, some of these titles, listen, those legacy titles that he's talking about, you know how you build up in Elder Scrolls, your world, your character, you know, your online uh, persona. He's not going to take that away from you. Those games will still be there. Those DLCs will still be launched on, on, on your platform. You will still be engaging mm -hmm. the same way you want to engage. But those new IPs, you have to cross the street. You have to come over this way. That's what that's all about. So I know everybody still wants to hold out hope beyond hope. But we have Starfield, Starfield to come our way. Sorry, <laughs> buckle. You're going to have to get down or lay down. Get that game pass and get over there where you can get it at. Now, I don't want to buy an Xbox. I'll never buy an Xbox. Get yourself on the PC, buddy. I'll say, yeah, get over there. PC. That's, that goes right back to the conversation we, we said earlier. What is the new platform, King? Is it game Xbox? Pass. It's Game Pass. It's Game Pass. Yeah. The and, time. It's and, game and, pass. and you know something? What's, what's interesting 
is what you know uh, king and i we, we've been talking about this for, for years yeah. and we have sat back and watched the booze hell we've even booed right yeah. uh but but uh, when phil was uh you know got up on eth on the e3 stage when he first got promoted and he said you know this is what i this my vision is to fix the hardware issue that we're currently with the xbox one right Definitely. we're going to fix our services and then we're going to attack uh, our first party problems and mm -hmm. i've said this before on numerous uh, mm -hmm. numerous shows turning a ship the size of xbox is hard to do and it takes time now again we're gamers gamers most gamers will admit maybe some won't admit we are stubborn mfs and we have patience of a paperclip right yeah. we, we want it when we want it that's the that's the reality of it and everything phil has said has come to fruition in one way or another and now this deal just basically i mean that there i mean again maybe i'm a, a, you know a, a phil spencer loyalist you can call me maybe you can even call me a suck ass that's fine too but i can tell you why i'm a fan of him because all of he, everything he talked about he has accomplished he he has mm -hmm. the bucket list keeps getting checked off left and right and we don't know what the future holds but it's certainly definitely bright uh, i want to bring in uh crispy bomb in on a conversation crispy you saw what happened you saw the way social media erupted now i'm not talking about the toxic mfs because every community has them and i put them on the pain on my list the minute i see you saying ponies and xbots you get muted because i don't have time for this you know i i it, it it's it's not a it's um it's not a bad word like being you know being racist it's not it's just a stupid word but if you say that then i i, I can't interact with you because you you have a one-sided mentality but i want to get to what phil spencer said and he basically i think in my opinion crispy and i want to get your i can't wait to hear your opinion on this i think he needed to say what he said what 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 were your takeaways with that entire 60-minute roundtable event that happened yesterday I'll tell you, Phil's swinging a big stick over there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you know, I felt like he, he almost like maybe they were going to like beat around the bush a little more again. And I think he just he heard the community that the guy does pay attention to Twitter, by the way, people. He might not ever uh, like her or, you know, uh, follow you, but it, he does pay attention to, you know, good points. And and a lot of us have been saying, like, you, you got to be a little bit more clear and what we're saying because it, it and i'm sure he's probably sick of seeing all the bs you know so he, i feel like he was just like let's let's just you know make this clear and he did that in, in a, a a way that you know you just you look you saw the smirk on his face he was just like he was like yeah that's right so can we stop now can we can we move on to a uh, bigger and better things and you know, it, the beauty of it is he did it in front of these these people, which is just great. I mean, you know, for them for them to all be together and for, you know, not not getting scowls or different reactions. They're all on board. They're ready to do this. And um, that that's a huge thing because you can't bring in a partner like Bethesda, the size of them. And and, you know, people feel animosity about certain things. And I think it does come down to Game Pass. And then Game Pass is really, you know, Bethesda seeing this as a platform to to make experiences that they may not have been able to do. And, you know, you even heard it from Todd. He's, he was very adamant 
about, you know, having, you know, this opportunity to really create things that they, they felt that they could not do before. And I think that's just going to develop into great games. And I think Phil knows it. And I think that everyone that sat there knows it. And I, I just, I can't wait because, you know, you just, if you read their body language, they were busting each other's chops. It was just, it was one of those experiences where it feels like, you know, they were like uh, all together like we are, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, like we're all like brothers and we're, we're just, you know, BSing with each other. And that's kind of what we do on almost every podcast in a way we just, you know, bring in gaming and, and that's, that's our, uh, you know, our crux of uh, what what we experience in gaming and, and how we look at it. And, Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're on the same level um, even in their ideals. And you really saw that, um, and, and you see Phil just, you know, kind of lighten up a little bit and, you know, knowing that, you know, what's to come is going to be incredible. So mm-hmm. I, I just makes me excited. And, you know, you can see the excitement in, in them themselves, which is just even better. You, you know what I was r- real happy to see there? I mean, obviously, Pete Hines, right? He's 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 a, he's a monster presence, right? Todd Howard, monster presence. Of course, Phil you know, Spencer, we're best friends Aaron, now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, that, that's what we have on the show. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna use. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to use you to get him on the show. So, I mean, hopefully that works. But that's fair. of 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 the four bigs that we saw there, right? Aaron, Phil, Todd, and of course Pete Hines. My favorite part of it was Sarah Bond because of what she represents as the new blood. Of Microsoft, I think what she currently does, a lot of people don't know about. People just see Phil, they see they see Aaron, they see Larry, right? And that's who they see. But she is responsible for some big time things behind the scene. And I love the fact that they had her there. She couldn't physically be there, obviously, for the whole travel restrictions thing. But she was there nonetheless, and she was there in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, let me get your opinion on this. For someone from a marketing standpoint, what right? Up? You know, you you have a marketing degree. You are, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, you're you're all yeah. about the persona that a company yeah. is going to put out there. Yeah, this this did a lot yesterday for xbox but but a lot not just for the xbox community i think what they did yesterday was really put the exclamation point on the dedication that phil spencer and that team has for the brand and even if you are a diehard sony player mm-hmm. and all you have and have had is a PlayStation, or let's say, for instance, back you, you left the 360, you didn't get the Xbox One because of the, you know, what happened with that, and you jumped into PlayStation, and now sure. that's your ecosystem. I think they did a lot to bring people back. What, 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 what were your thoughts about Phil's the way he broke it down? Hey, um, what exclusives mean? Hey, boom. Uh, yes. Dreadpool's here. Oh, okay. Let me get him in here. Thank you. What up, Dread? What's going on? Um, so. The, the one thing that I liked about that address was how informal it was. Um, you know, we don't get enough of that, and it's for several reasons. A lot of gaming folks just don't want to deal with the toxicity and are kind of afraid to kind of show you how things actually work because we're just a paranoid bunch and we wouldn't believe them in the first place. So it's really cool to see that you know, they're all there sitting down, talking. All of them have known each other for years, for the most part. Yeah. All of them are, 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 are you know, for whether we're colleagues, but friendly. 
Um, and that's what I really liked was it got, it cut out all the bullshit. So like what P Hines told us could have been total bullshit, but he was just like, yeah, no, I just winged it. Like I, you know, I have my bullet points, but just winged it. We we're just talking. And it, you could see that there was a, a, a very, very clever editing work by, by the teams as well. They were having fun with each other. It was casual, but informative. And it wasn't for PlayStation folks. It's not for you, or, or sorry, it's not for me, or it's not for, you know, uh, BitCloud. It's it's to let Bethesda fans know that nothing yep. changes here. That's the biggest thing I took away from that. That was the biggest thing. It's about their culture and retaining it and giving you the confidence that this isn't an Activision Blizzard scenario where the culture eventually erodes. Like we were talking about earlier, it's awesome to know that Bethesda, yeah, you know, doesn't have to answer to Microsoft in terms of what games they want to make. They're going to make the games that they want to and continue to. So that's really what this thing was about. And yeah, I really like Sarah Bond, and I really would like to see her in front of the camera more. Um, she she's a terrific voice. She I, I like how art, articulate and clear that uh, she is, and and you see that every word she's using is deliberate yet clear. And um, as a marketing PR person, I, I I very much appreciate that, and I appreciate Pete Hines as well. Um, just out of a like communications side of thing, I was really digging that. Um, of how laissez-faire it was but it was it was awesome to show because if you're an xbox fan this thing also spoke for you because for six plus years we you've had the narrative and rightfully so that y'all don't have the games right yeah. like you guys mm-hmm. had six studios for the longest time or around there a handful yeah it was it was and, bad for a while yeah and it was yeah that was it and so to see microsoft go you know what we hear you we know that's a thing Mm-hmm. And today we're changing it. Today we have our own set of uh, awesome IP and, and teams. Fuck yes, dude. That's yep. that's that's what we want to see as gamers. And again, it goes back to you know them actually taking the feedback, learning what they've done wrong, learning what they've done right, and that's what you kind of saw here in full force. You know, it, it, yesterday's thing was very much a celebration of Xbox and Bethesda. And them coming together and reassuring the audience that things weren't going to change much for them in terms of everything, but like these games ain't coming to PlayStation. That's it. Definitely um, so, a new chapter. Yeah, it's a new chapter. It was awesome mm-hmm. to see. And honestly, there needs to be more of those conversations and less of this bullshit hype thing that we constantly uh, see in the industry. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by the gears. Pl- gameplay i like it but um <laughs> like yeah like i would much rather and i know i'm very much the minority when thinking this much rather have devs sit and talk about their game rather than like this circle jerk of hype and then us getting our expectations out of whack right i really like what i'm showing yeah yeah i really I like kind of prefer like we saw with um or how we saw it back in 2016 with the opera where they were showing like the controller in their hands playing it mm-hmm. while we got to experience it the same way yeah. that's kind of the ideal way out would want all shows honestly to yeah. yeah well you know what let me you know what let me let me paint this question for you uh specifically mm-hmm. uh uh at um to uh bitcloud mm-hmm. bitcloud one of the um i think the the achilles heels and i've said this publicly uh and i, I and, and until i'm proven wrong and i was proven wrong uh 
uh, uh, for for Microsoft has been how they they uh, they handle a message, how they yeah. handle uh, an event. Yesterday's event was on the highest level of some of the best PlayStation ones I've seen. And yeah. I thought what they did, the, the, the presentation was spot on. The messaging for me was completely in front and understanding. No, no side paneling or, or backpedaling. Yeah. It was no right there in jokes. your face. What, what, what do you, first of all, what are your thoughts of the presentation? But more importantly, what the, the confirmation means for Xbox that, you know, if, uh, that if you have Game Pass on your service, you will be able to play these games. If you don't, you will not. Yeah, so you said this earlier about um, checkboxes, right? Like, they've been checking, like Phil's done. One of the biggest issues for Game Pass at the time was the fact that it had games on there that pretty much 90% of us have all played, right? That kind of was the... Didn't have no must-haves. With the whole Bethesda acquisition, now they can throw those games in their day and date with their other things. And you know what's interesting, too? It takes pressure off of games like Halo. Yes. It takes games off of pressure like Gears, or it takes pressure off of games like uh, Gears and Forza. It allows them to have more, and it branches out. Now, going back to the show, the show was pretty like I seriously like there's that, that's kind of been the meme with Xbox, right? Because when I think of an Xbox show, it always comes back to that inside Xbox <laughs> type of show they used to yeah. do back mm-hmm. in the day. Absolutely, that was the meme. Like it was always a cringy joke. It didn't feel like they they cared enough to make it important. This right here, they were to the point, they were transparent. They pretty much showed that, yeah, we are, you know, we're ready. We're ready to show whatever we got to show later on. Like, we got we got y'all in the future. And that's the new, like, change in tension, I guess you can say, about them going I, into I, it. What I, what I took away from the show is, I, and it wasn't even about us, to be honest with you. It was to um, quiet the conversation that was yeah. online with uh with stuff that they couldn't say yeah all right and it was more of because when sony gets developers and this is not just a developer grab guys um when sony gets developers they don't have no shows or nothing you know okay we we acquired uh sucker punch or whoever and that's it you know we didn't didn't have playstation experience remember that that playstation experience couch talk they did last time with quanta dreams we never had one like that since then uh from playstation so that's that's the thing yeah it wasn't no big welcoming mat this was um to show other developers you you can't you don't have to be afraid we're not the big bad beast you know, we're not uh, the big bad wolf because a lot of talk before, if everybody can remember, was Microsoft gets you and they take control. Microsoft gets you and they want to run the show. Microsoft gets you and you no longer get a chance to do or whatever you want to do. Like, uh, what was that game uh, from Ninja Theory? Um, Ninja uh, Theory? Uh, Hellblade? No. Too? Hellblade? No, not Hellblade. Uh, the, the, the Monkey the game, King? The, the game that was like the Overwatch game. Uh, that they had inside. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, the the one by bleeding edge, loose, bleeding edge, bleeding edge, bleeding edge, bleeding edge, edge right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said, okay, so look at them. They get uh, Ninja Theory and look what they put out. Well, yeah. first of all, that was Ninja Theory's passion project that they put out, yeah, and it was also made by nine people, right? And yep. and Microsoft allowed them to put out their game, but this was uh, to quell all those fears for future uh, acquisitions. I think we'll roll out the red carpet for you. This is how it is. I think it makes it a different image in Microsoft eyes for, for the perception of Microsoft 
opposed right. to just for the fans. And just to answer all those questions that were plaguing the web, are, are these games exclusive? Will I have to worry about my games going to other places? Should I purchase a Microsoft platform now? Tell me now what I need to do. They answered those questions. And I, and I believe going forward with larger acquisitions of developers, you will see stuff of this nature. I, yeah. I don't really think it was like more or less the show. It was just more of a conversation for developers, by developers, for developers, uh, and producers and stuff like that. And distribution. For me, it was the the overall energy compared to what we're so used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. That was the more welcoming uh, part about it for the whole show. I thought that was uh, really good. But um. I think we said this in 2018, King. I think um, it, this this also comes back to that uh, conversation we had about the killer app. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much uh, it, they answered that with flying colors, with uh, you know what they got. So what Boom and I talked about before, and what see everybody fails to realize that they're moving in different planes, yeah, all at one time. This is just one acquisition that we're talking about. And when and when uh, Phil said that he wants uh, Game Pass on devices or platforms, remember the deals with the television people. Yeah, that's coming. You know, the Samsungs, the cell phones, the LGs, these deals are still in place and these infrastructures are still being built. Uh, Jason Ronald on our last show, uh, you know, was asked the question about the server blades being updated uh, with Series S's. And yeah. when those things start to get upgraded and you got, uh, what is it? They were talking about, uh, was it 1080p or, or 2K and 60 frames per second streaming? Yep. When that becomes a reality and that's coming through your televisions on your cell phones, because on your cell phone, you can do 720p. That's nice. But once you get to the big screen, you want it a, in, a, in a better resolution. I think that's when you approach other uh, gaming consoles, if, be it a, a, a Sony console, being that uh, Stadia is no longer a development state and they just using their tech. Uh, and, and whoever else, you can put this on different devices and have a, a larger resolution with a, a better playback, with a better response time. And I think that's when it takes off when it's in your television. When your television ships with it inside and all mm -hmm. you have to do is uh, transfer your, uh, your account over. And just have a wireless controller. Yes, yeah. This, yeah. this is the, the end game for it. That's why I said... and. and I don't want anybody to jump in my DMs and be upset with me when I say I believe this is PlayStation's last console. I believe it's their last console out of options. Right. I don't think Nintendo has the same worry at all. I just believe Sony being that their direct competitor, Microsoft, Nintendo took themselves out of that whole fight. They're doing yeah. their own thing. They've always, also, but you know what? For years, they've been walking to their own drum. Right. Also, the biggest competitor that we all talked about for Microsoft and the streaming aspect is officially done. Yeah, Google Stadia finished them off. Yeah, like Google Stadia, that was like the biggest thing. Like, okay, what is Stadia gonna do? Stadia and Amazon is, you know, Luna is basically no one even talking about that. Yeah, that's well, true, until yeah. it becomes a more viable threat. I mean, Amazon is in everyone's, it's in everybody's phone. It's in everybody's house. Um, it's in, it's in ingrained in us right now if they can capitalize and i think they're looking on ways how to capitalize that aspect of amazon prime 
once they're able to do so, because my kids play on Amazon, they play those games. I don't think they play Luna. I don't think they, I had to ask my son. Um, but at this moment, it's not a viable threat, but it can be. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, de yeah. Definitely no doubt about that. I mean, listen, it, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens next. Um, this is under their belt. The, the acquisition is done. It's official. They did the, you know, the announcement through a through a blog post. They did mm -hmm. the roundtable yesterday. Now it's now it's about creating, uh, you know, great games to add to the service. And then now, obviously, I again, we, we have heard from several sources. King and I do have some of the same sources that a Bethesda level, quote unquote, mm -hmm. acquisition is happening. I don't know if that's relatively soon or at the end of the year. I think Phil's going to have a lot to say come e3 but i do definitely want to get dreadpool's opinion on this but before i do dreadpool i got to catch up with some of these super chats there's been quite a few of them uh first of all our brother gaming forte is in the house hopefully you are finally settled in in your new place and once again congratulations my brother he says this after dropping a five dollar super chat great show boom can't wait for ilp to see king in his bag i'm anticipating many knees to be delivered. Uh, I, I, and King is going to be in raw form this Sunday. So don't forget uh, to tune in to ILP at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, each and every Sunday. Uh, Loyal Patriot. Wow, dude. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat and says Xbox not giving head on versus competitors like a great military general mind. Xbox going for the supply and logistics in the background. A massive. Oh, hold on just a second. I just lost it. Sorry about that. Let me find it again. Here we go. He says, a massive flanking move by Phil and company. I expect Xbox Game Pass on smart TVs in the future. Yeah, dude, they've already made the deal with LG and Samsung, two of the biggest mm -hmm. TV makers. And it's just going to be, eventually, it's going to be in every TV. What I didn't like that Sony hard. did was they removed PlayStation Now from their new flagship televisions. I didn't understand it. I don't know why they yeah. did it. And I and I think that is if listen, man, if I make cars, you're gonna make sure <laughs> that there's a King KOS app inside every car that you get. There's gonna mm -hmm. be a little statue yeah. with me inside the car. So if I do it, I don't understand why they removed yep. it off of it. I think that was a, a I think that was a terrible move, to be honest with you. I really do. And I hope Jim Ryan looks at that and says, you know what, we have to re uh reassess that whole program. Get back to that. Make sure that PlayStation Now is on those televisions. I don't get it. Yeah, because they self-released it. It kind of went under everybody's radar. Nobody really saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they took it down because they're going to reintroduce it with a with a better operating system. Who who, who knows? But Bounty yeah, Boom drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, hit that like button. Fantastic show. Well, thank you for the additional super chat, my brother. Uh, Sikio Yumi drops a very generous $5 super chat and says this, if I could find it. Yeah, here we go. This is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on, on platforms where Xbox Game Pass exists. It is going to be the best, even if it's even better for Xbox PS. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that's a, that's a perfect uh, mm -hmm. quote from Phil Spencer. And I think that at the end of the day, the value proposition literally has gone through the roof. Um, Eagles fan 76, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding file super chat and says, remember, there's a weight to what Phil says when he said about Game Pass ecosystems that tells you something about to drop on Game Pass. Go here. Yeah, I, you know what? I... Listen, that Nintendo on his shelf during that um that AI summit. 
some people are suggesting that's 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 one of those you know those Easter eggs that uh, Game Pass is coming to um uh, to, to switch. It could possibly happen. And he also drops an additional five dollars super chat from Eagles fan. He says also ways to what Phil was excited to visit Tango Studios and here yes. in the, in the heart of Japan and an area he wants to expand in Asia. Mark what he says as clues. Yeah. Indeed, uh, yeah. but Dreadpool. Didn't, um, Phil, well, didn't I'm sorry, I mean, cut you off, but didn't, yeah, yeah, uh, wasn't Microsoft supposedly going to be helping um, Nintendo with their online infrastructure? I believe that, they, yes, they were, they're working with them closely yeah. now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, like, I never heard of it. I heard anything about this. I've heard nothing. You won't hear nothing about it until it happens. Not <laughs> Nintendo. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Now, real quick, uh, Dreadpool, first of all, welcome to the program, brother. We want to get your opinion on what happened during yesterday's roundtable. How big of a deal uh, was the confirmation of the exclusivity for new Bethesda games? And did the Xbox community need to hear that? Oh, man, it was the nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? It, that was it. This is this is the last thing that you needed. You know, there was so much speculation going on. I mean, we've called it, you know, we've all called it before. We've said it. You know, how many times have I put out that car analogy? I'm not buying this for mm -hmm. my neighbors to drive around. You know what I mean? They're not going to be doing no Uber for anybody. Nah, this this is my brand new Escalade for my wife. It's for my family. And this is what this is for. You know, we watch how many, how many uh, uh, football players, you know, or, you know, from college not announce where they're going and even some of the people that are insiders don't know until they put that hat on, right? Mm -hmm. And this is one of those those the same instances. You know, they could not say anything. That you know, and yet again, it was legal legalities that they could not say anything until it was done. Now that it's done, you know, they had to yet again clarify things. And it's funny how they always have to clarify everything. You know, but that's that's how it goes, right? We, well, I mean, with this one, you have to like real yeah, talk. Well, it's a it's a publisher, you know. Right, but but yeah. that's the thing. Are you you can't talk about it until it's done, and now yeah. it's done. The paperwork signed, everything's official. You know, but I what did they do? They hyped it with a with a or like a sit down, right? Yeah, they didn't just. Have a little Xbox news, and mm -hmm. here you go. It's on the Xbox Live Wire. You know, it's like, who's the source? You know, how many times have we heard that? And it's like, it's Xbox is the source. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so many, you know, but it was cool to see them sit down and just BS with each other. Now you see how they are. You know, they are one family. Uh, they just, they were just cousins. Now they're a, a bigger family. You know, this, this cousins. is oh, yeah, no. That's, that's, no, no. <laughs> they're they're, no, they're family. Now, they're not distant no. cousins. No, 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 not like that. Well, no, no, I mean, all jokes aside, no, I mean, like I, I said, get, get, getting them, getting them to 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 uh, to talk about it, have a nice sit down where it was very casual uh, business. Uh, they, you know, they were playing there, you know, were playing with each other, joking, laughing. There was a lightness to the mood of the room for sure. Uh, yeah. The production value, again, through the roof, the wording, the messaging um, was clear. Uh, again, hats off 
to the moderator, uh, Pete Hines, yeah. who literally took the entire event by the horns. Uh, even Phil, like Phil's normally, you know, I'm not saying he's, he's never uptight. Phil's a good dude, and he and you can see that he's a genuine human oh, being. Like, you, can just, you can tell. But he was, yeah. just look at his posture. Watch it again. I've watched it twice. Yeah. He's sitting back in that chair relaxed. There was no tenseness to his shoulders or even in his brain pan because Pete Hines was moderating and he led off with a whopper of a question. Phil, everyone is wanting to know what the Bethesda exclusive means, what it looks like, what it means to the community. And he just answered it in the best way he could. Like I said, this this was a great day for Xbox gamers. And here's the thing. I think that what this event did, personally, is this is going to... And I've said this on numerous shows, King, and you'll agree with me. At some point, Xbox Game Pass could no longer be ignored by the gaming media, by other other platform holders. Uh, people are going to want to get involved. This is why you're going to see Ubisoft Plus come into there. When that happens, when Ubisoft Plus comes to Xbox Game Pass, folks, it is going to be at some point. I think Jim Ryan's going to have to have a sit down with the board and be like, you know what? we may actually be forced literally to have this because we they can't match it and they don't want to he was very bullish about how he finds it to be uh you know unattainable in, in, for playstation as a company he said that he said he doesn't un understand how it works and how they can make this kind of money that's well, a damn lie what's he, that? He, exactly. I, I mean he knows how it works you know what he what what he won't acknowledge is the fact that the competition has just you know trumped them. I mean, I I understand that part. You know, I would I wouldn't even you know acknowledge that they they trump me on air. But behind the scenes, I will definitely sit down and figure out how we can crack this egg. This egg got to get cracked. And I, mm. I and I know Jim Ryan understands what type of position he's in with twenty million subscribers. And it's I don't know what the total will be by the time we get off the air today, but that is a daunting task. Now, how can we crack that egg? How can we grow past this? I know that they're looking at PC as we can get added revenue from this avenue over here. But mm -hmm. what you want to do is generate residual income without doing much effort. And that's what Game Pass is all about. All right. The, the biggest effort Microsoft did was, OK, when they purchased the first de the developers and they had to oversee, you know, Ninja Theories, Obsidians, and, and you know, of, of those ilk. And when they did that, that was a lot of effort, you know, cultivating that and going in and making sure that you don't mess up their, uh, their rhythm and stuff like that. With the Zenimax deal, all it was, the biggest thing was clearing the hurdles with the U.S. Trade Commissions and the European Trade Commissions so you didn't have a monopoly. Once that got passed and you got through that, then it was like business as usual. All right, guys, look, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. These games are on here. Boom. Make games. Those games that you have coming out, those deals, uh, continue with those same deals, and let's get that rolling out the door. Let's get that all done. Yeah. And it's going to be like a seamless transition to when these games start to drop and you get to these shows. Um, I feel, like you said, it's going to be a point where – they're going to have to address the issue. That's the, the conundrum. How do you address the issue without watching Microsoft get further inroads 
deeper, you know, because uh, if they do make another large acquisition and it's a, and, and I and I believe it's a developer producer distribution arm, if they do that, how do we pivot to 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 block? How do we pivot to get these games in? Because a Spider Man is not going to stop that. A God of War is not going to stop that. How do we establish a beachfront to, to take away this title away from coming in? Because it's going to come in once they hit a, a, a tipping point of 50 to 75 million. It's undeniable at that point in time. And then you're looking at the fact of, uh, okay, we have to have it on our platform. And that goes to BitCloud's uh, revenue uh, talk when he was saying like Microsoft will be making bucks off of each PlayStation that's out there, mm -hmm. you know, if these guys get into that service and then that undermines your whole production of your console. So I, I don't I don't I don't understand how and they that do money it. Will go to uh, I mean cut you up, but quality control. I was about no, to I mean cut me off. I'm just saying yeah. it could be. This is a conversation amongst friends. You know, this conversation. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know that we're having here. I'm just trying to view it through the eyes of business. Yeah. And if you allow an uh, entity to take over, that's like big business versus mom and pop shops. Yeah, that's why they yeah. won't never let Walmart in New York City. Right, you'll never see like the quality between a mom and pop shop and like an industrialized, you know, company like Walmart is right night and day. Like you, you see that type of stuff. Yeah. Wow. But if Listen. a Walmart does get it get into the city, what happens mm. to the mom and pop shops? They oh, they lose die. out. Yeah. yeah, they die out. Yeah, they can't. Right. Um, uh, I wouldn't say they can't meet the demand. Right, I would say they just can't really compete. That's the best they way to just put it. They just really can't compete because you know there's yeah. so many factors that play into that with that one. But yeah. It's mostly because they can't compete on the global yeah. scale. In my well, it, I put it to this way. R regardless of whichever way it goes, whether Game Pass shows up on a PlayStation or a Nintendo or not, the one thing I have to credit Microsoft for is when, like, so, for instance, the way, the way Nintendo does exclusives is that they pay for the game to be made. They did that mm -hmm. with Bayonetta 2. Mm -hmm. They did that with Bayonetta 3. They did that with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The way Sony does it is they pay for it to lock a game behind the PlayStation. They did it with Final Fantasy 7. They yeah. did it with Final Fantasy 16 for two years. They, they did, did it with, with the, um, uh, the Death other... Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding. Uh, uh, quite, quite a few of, uh, uh, that, that they wanted for their customers. Right. What I love, what I love about the way Microsoft does it, is that some people are like, well, it, how is it? Boom! How is it different than the other two? Well, it is different because it's not just locked behind the Xbox. You can play said game on your pewter, on mm -hmm. your tablet, on mm -hmm. your phone. All right, you can play it. You can play it on on the S, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X. You can now play it on your TV come this summer with the app. There mm -hmm. are so many ways they give you. So it's it's exclusive in the sense it's exclusive to the Xbox PC, you know, ecosystem, but still allowing the way that you want to play can be done. Uh, real quick, the wise old gamer drops a five-hour super chat and says, consoles have always been a liability for Microsoft and Sony. King mm -hmm. says, this is Sony's last console, but are we seeing the last gasp of local consoles? I, I don't know. Um, no. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think you have to have the piece of hardware. I don't think, I mean, if you're talking about 25 years from now, yeah. maybe, but I, I, I don't think anytime soon. But listen, folks, this is, we're at the two hour mark. This oh, has okay. been one hell of a, <laughs> a show. Uh, and I'm, we had over, we had over 750 people here today. That is 
uh, could be a record for Breakfast at Boom. I, I honestly want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, not only for the unbelievable generosity through the Super Chats, but the fact that we had so many people here to view this small channel. Uh, I'm rolling, folks. Uh, 10K, here I come. Hopefully by E3 2021. Um it's a dream of mine. I'm going to be. I have merchandise. I'm going to be putting on to there. Uh, cu currently, Danero Panero is hard at work at four brand new T-shirts designs that I that I've teamed up with Teespring uh, to bring to you. Uh, I, he has not revealed them to me. He's hard at work at that, and he's doing a new primetime gaming intro. Um, uh, yeah, that guy's. If you want work done between that you guy, and me, boom, we're going to send his kids to college. <laughs> it, it would be my. It would be my honor to do so yeah. because his talent. He did my undeniable. Own. Yeah, he he every every yeah, everyone that has used him is just mm -hmm. my god. It's just incredible. But listen, he did my intro for King of the Statues. I didn't know. Music I had uh, from my own production house, but that's uh, dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Well, listen, folks, thank you so much for being here. Please, on your way out of the theater, hit the like button and also consider subscribing to Double Barrel Gaming. Let's get with the outros. And King, we'll start with you first. Obviously, I don't know how you top last week's ILP, which, by the way, was probably one of the thank best you. shows I have ever personally watched. But this week's ILP is going to be one for the books. Um, a cog is going to have a lot to say. Addict's going to have a lot to say. You are going to have a lot to say. And um, I always forget his name. My poor guy. Um, Sovereign is going to have a lot to say. Uh, I know that this is a, a, a deal that uh, even Sovereign, when you, you, you hear him on the air, he himself was like, I don't know about this being all exclusive, he is probably going to be like, yeah, listen, I'm shocked. And I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what him and the rest of the team has to say because it's my favorite show uh, that I listen to weekly. King, tell everyone about King of Statues. Tell them about LordsofGaming.net and tell everyone about the Iron Lords podcast that happens each and every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take it away. Well, you can find me tonight on Darf Castle X, that's DCX at 9 p.m., where we talk uh, high-value statues, uh, also some uh, mid-tier and low-end stuff, uh, so you guys can uh, see all these wonderful statues that I do have, and, you know, KOS on Iron Lords uh, uh, podcast on YouTube, uh, Sundays at 1 p.m., no football season, thank God. Uh, <laughs> this weekend, we have a hell of a high guest. If you thought we had a fantastic guest last week, we have an incredible guest this week. So we'll be talking about his gaming history. We'll go into all the things that uh, make him tick, and we will talk about all the news that just happened this week with this acquisition, stuff that's going forward, stuff that I haven't revealed yet, and go to lordsofgaming.net for a, a little bit of that insight where we have <laughs> a lot of writers that's talking about all that's going on in industry right now. Um, a lot of people confuse us with an Xbox-centric uh, 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 show. No, we're not. No. Um, I'm the only Xbox dude that'd be running around with the flag just waving it. That's <laughs> 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 funny, but, but uh, you know, you have uh, PlayStation dudes there. You have uh, 
uh, Attic, uh, and uh, well, Attic could kill me if I say that. Um, we have a cog with the switch talk, and you know, Sovereign there that uh, definitely is a soloist. So, uh, come check us out, see what we're talking about. And I love having a great time with Boom on Fridays. Breakfast with Boom is my best time of the day. I stay up just waiting for this to happen. I didn't even know it was two hours. So, uh, guys, I love hanging out with you guys, I love talking shop with you guys. It's so fantastic. Y'all make the time fly. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here. Definitely appreciate that. BitCloud Gaming, you, my friend, has a sh have a show today at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell everyone about that show, where they could reach out and strike up a conversation, and more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. The Road to 10K for Mr. Boomstick. Let's make that possible, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the like button. Share it around to everybody. Um, big shout to everybody on this panel. Boomstick. You already Thank know. You, so it was a pleasure. Crispy Bomb, Dreadpool, Mr. Bad Bit, and of course, my, my brother, Mr. Yes, King David. Like, people don't understand. Like, people, when they see Xbox dudes and PlayStation dudes talk, they think there's got to be like this crazy head to head type of thing. Nah, nah. When I talk to this guy right here, I'm literally talking not to a friend. I'm talking to my brother. We are legit gamers who play these games. We don't cat for nothing i'm telling you right now we tell it how it is so thank you as always uh king for being you uh, one thank of the realest dudes i know out here so thank you and uh, you guys can find me on my channel bitcoin game youtube twitch twitter and uh yeah rgt podcast 5 p.m eastern time definitely going to talk about this and also also what games we actually playing out here <laughs> so i'm doing well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Mr. Badbit, why don't we get you on out of here? Tell everyone about the trophy room. Tell them about the new episode you dropped with Kyle today. Uh, you, not today, yesterday. That yeah. was fa absolutely fantastic. And more importantly, where could people subscribe and listen offline through their favorite podcast service? Yeah, you could uh, check out the Trophy Room, a PlayStation show over on YouTube. Uh, this week, we do talk about a little bit of Xbox. We do talk about a little bit of Bethesda. And let me tell you, Kyle's reaction to everything, I, I, I was surprised. I was very surprised. <laughs> also shocked at who his favorite Ninja Turtle is, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Watch him say Michelangelo so me and uh, David can cringe. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, well, I can't say it. I can't say it, but we almost had a verbal argument. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> that said, you can find that show over on the Trophy Room Show on YouTube. You can find the podcast version of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation news each and every Thursday over on Apple Podcasts, over on Google Play, over on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast feeds, you can check the show out there. Uh, and yeah, you can find me at Mr. Badbit, and you can find the show's Twitter at PS Trophy Room. And again, uh, sorry I was so late, but thank you so much for having me, because I always well, love talking to y'all. Yeah, well, listen, we love having you, bro, and we definitely enjoy what you bring to this community. Uh, Crispy Bomb, I know that this is going to be an incredible weekend for you. Uh, and obviously, when you come when you come around to next week's um, next podcast, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, talk regarding Xbox, Bethesda, and what it means to be exclusive. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, check out what other shows you're on. 
Oh, shout out to you guys. I can't believe it's been two hours. What's going on I here? Know, right? uh, <laughs> shout out to the chat. I mean, it, just the uh, tremendous support for Boom. Uh, it's much appreciated. This man has worked his tail off and has Thank stood you, on that square. And finally, the square is being rebuilt. So we, we love to see it. <laughs> Uh, and I definitely want to shout out ILP. That is probably that Jason Ronald interview is probably one of the best interviews I've ever seen. Yep. And uh, yep. You, you gentlemen did an incredible job and even got a couple tidbits out of them, too. Yeah. And, and I implore everybody, if you're wondering what it is, go check it out. Yeah, and yes, <laughs> yeah, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. You can find me on Retro Renegade 7 p.m. Tuesday night. 8 p.m. Thursday, the next podcast, and, of course, back here Friday mornings with Breakfast with Boom. Well, thank you for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And last and no way least, uh, we didn't get him for the whole episode, but we did get his opinion on the biggest topic of the day, Dreadpool. Tell everyone about breaking bread with dread, and more importantly, where could people reach out, strike up a conversation? Oh, man, I got to tell you, this was like the fastest two hours I've ever been on. <laughs> it is the fastest. Uh, so, yeah, my apologies for that. I just could not wake up. I mean, I got home and I had to crash out for a bit. And next thing I know, my wife's trying to wake me up. She's like, you got a show. And I'm like, I'm waking up. I'm getting up. And next thing I know, it's like an hour later. <laughs> oh, boy. So it's just, you know, work is work. We got to do what we got to do. But at least I made it for... The, the whole two hours, right? <laughs> wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Okay, so um, you can find me on Twitter, Dreadpool. The O's are actually zeros. YouTube gamer tag is uh, Dreadpool, all letters, all all caps. Breaking Bread with Dread. Um, the episode that I just released a few weeks ago is actually starting to pick up. I was kind of surprised because it is a different uh, type of, um, I guess you would say, influencer. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, a typical gamer like Who is we're it? all used to. It is uh, Topless Fett. He's also, yeah, he, he's a TikToker. Oh, oh that's a pretty cool, dude. Yeah. So he goes by Hell Daddy within his community. And um, it, it was a good a good sit down. So, and, and we, we, we still talk about Halo because we, we used to play Halo together. That's kind of one of the things you'll find out more of how I've met him and all this stuff and how, how this interview came to be. But it's like I said, totally not like anybody, you know, like a, like a gaming person within our community, but I wanted to branch out and, and do some more. And that's, that's the guy that's got over 30,000 followers on. Holy matrimony. Wow. Okay. That's definitely cool. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Like I said, it just started picking up again because it was, it was about 20 views and I was like, huh. I guess uh, this isn't the direction to go. <laughs> <laughs> but within within the past couple of days, it just popped up, and I was like, "All right, cool. Maybe maybe uh, maybe I did find a, a good one." But I enjoyed <sighs> it, so hopefully you guys will too. And then yeah. back to the week, gaming beyond the box. Every Wednesday nights, we have the Halo tournament that's going on. We will have some more tournaments going on uh, into the future, and we will. It's a work in progress, right? This is our first one. So as we go, we will get better with it. Uh, we've got uh, WFNR or F- FWNR. I'm sorry. I got so dyslexic there. Um, <laughs> and That's then, me uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waking up, okay? Uh, Breakfast <laughs> of Boom here every 10 a.m. when I show up on time. 
And four guys with quarters. Clowns just had a great interview yesterday. Yes. Surprised uh, how, not just how great it was, but just who was on there, okay? And he's got more people coming up, so check that out. Obviously, I wasn't there. I couldn't make it, but check him out when he does his interviews. Yeah, he's been doing some great work at Four Guys with Quarters. We love what Clowns has been doing. He took the reins of of that channel and has really uh, made some big strides. But listen, folks, uh, I want to wish everyone an amazing weekend. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you are going to remain safe. Be smart. COVID's still a thing. Wear a mask. (laughs) Wear gloves. Wash your hands. Uh, And I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my father taught us when we were young. And I think now, more than ever, it's super relevant. He used to say this, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.